Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, that reminds you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. This is episode 53, which I think I titled Wall Porn or something catchy like that. Wall Porn. Wall Porn. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be the next the next subgenre of porn on Pornhub. <laughs> people in MAGA hats and Donald Trump masks glory holing at, at the Mexican border. <laughs> wait until I send you through. It is huge. It is huge. Greatest penis ever. Everyone agrees. <laughs> you know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Proud boy gives Wall the pounding of its lifetime. Yeah, I wouldn't even be a Mexican girl on the other side. I'd be one of the Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Trump. <laughs> oh, shit. Got his like weeboo pink hair wig on the other side, and like, no, no, I'm I'm totally a girl. (laughs) He's got his make America his his MAGA hats on backwards because it's small. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, he's kneeling on the American flag. Yeah, you'd have like a fucking Native American dude behind him, but banging a drum. <laughs> oh. feel, the, feel the rhythm, feel the beat. crap. Yeah, we're we're so sending the link to this one to your mom, Lindsay. Just so oh you know. yeah, we she's definitely gotta see this one. <laughs> this is the most wholesome content ever. Yeah. Just, just ran, randomly in the background of the video, there's just some guy walking around selling tacos. <laughs> on the Mexican side, not not on our side. No, that's illegal. No, he'd definitely be on our side. <laughs> yeah. Walked in the frame, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or there's I, people dropping over the wall in the background the whole time. <laughs> 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 one after another. <laughs> you see people tossing paint. <laughs> <laughs> INS agent in the background jerking off. A <laughs> <laughs> bunch of dudes in border patrol. Oh. Circle, circle jerking. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you see that you see this bundle fly over the wall, and some guy runs out and picks it up wearing a CIA jacket. Muchas gracias. <laughs> that is just so God, hell is going to be so awesome with you guys <laughs> Where, where are All we right. going? Why am I in this handbasket? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving the bus oh, Since we're all getting off on the wall <laughs> Arizona lawmaker says porn fees could fund border wall an Arizona politician has come up with a novel way to fund the wall. Charge people that charge people to watch porn. Republican state representative Gail Griffin recently introduced a house bill that would require companies to that make or sell electronics in Arizona to install 
porn blocking software and then charge folks $20 to view the smut. The cash would go to Arizona Commerce Authority and the so-called, quote, John McCain Human Trafficking and Child Exploitation Fund. Wow. Really? The John McCain Human Trafficking and Child Exploitation Fund. The wall would go to yeah. The the wall would go to quote build a border wall between Mexico and this this state, or fund border security. The bill says as well as give grants for mental health services, temporary housing, school districts, and law enforcement. But adult adult industry advocates are blasting the proposal as quote pretty clearly unconstitutional. <laughs> that is a direct quote. I just want to reiterate. An attorney uttered the words, this is so absurd, yeah. that the porn attorney said this is pretty clearly unconstitutional. <laughs> Similar bills have been proposed in other states, including Virginia and Rhode Island. But, but quote, the border wall is a new twist, says Mike Stably, uh, spokesman for the nonprofit Free Speech Coalition. According to the paper, the bill appears to be linked to Chris Seaver, a man who famously sued Utah in 2017 for not recognizing his marriage to his laptop. In 2013, he tried to sue <laughs> Apple, claiming his MacBook was, quote, responsible for his porn addiction. Wow. I, I, I have no words right I, now. I, just, <laughs> I have all kinds yeah. of words, just none of them. I white girl can't even. I just... <laughs> he sued you to his th- laptop. Uh, yeah, um, the bill is linked to. According to the paper, the bill appears to be linked to Chris Seaver, a man who famously sued Utah in 2017 for not recognizing his marriage to his laptop. In 2013, he tried to sue Apple, claiming his MacBook was responsible for his porn addiction. Well, I mean, that isn't necessarily a stretch for the same kinds of people who also blame guns for gun crime. I mean, you know, it's yeah, never yeah. Oh, never true. the person's responsibility. The, the person has no moral agency or, you know, chooses to act ever. It's always the objects. The objects are evil. Yeah. Like, like McDonald's made them fat. Yeah. It's, my, <laughs> my pencil's misspelling all these words. <laughs> I mean, I can't... It's so like what? I <laughs> what do you even say to that? I think my favorite part is that it's an Arizona representative. Yeah, Arizona, which is normally actually a pretty damn free state. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And I mean, despite John McCain, um, it's just we I all have our. We're glad yeah. that he's dead. You're gonna infect everyone in the state's computers with malware, and then <laughs> charge them twenty. To, so it's not even mal, it's it's like full on like actual hostageware. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to become one of those obnoxious computer hackers to stop me from watching porn. <laughs> I, I mean. What do you like? I, I have to ask, like, what are you even like? How do you even gauge if a computer is actually in Arizona or not without violating a ridiculous number of privacy laws? Yeah, right. I mean, like, you, you would have to like have a question on porn sites, like, are you in the state of Arizona? And then, <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Um, $20 per, 
right to to remove to remove the the electronic block right at 5.7 billion dollars for the wall 20 dollars per 285 million people would have to pay to remove the porn block so is yeah. it is she saying that she wants it to be a block that you pay 20 dollars once and then you get porn or every time you want to watch porn i have no idea probably like once a month i think i think it's probably it's probably once because it would be it would be installed software. Yeah, and how do you like everyone's just gonna go buy a computer from another state? First of all, um, it's just I'm just gonna order it from a different state, or I'm gonna just literally drive into and I can't believe I'm saying this like to California and buy a computer there that's free and clear or you know i'm building my own computer and so i have a clean version of windows that i'm putting on there or linux i there's so many ways around it it's so impossible to enforce and it's so blatantly unconstitutional to say no you don't get to exercise your free speech without paying me 20 dollars. <laughs> she is 84 years old that would explain no, a lot. No, because that that really old lady on like sex talk at like at eleven Doctor, o'clock. Doctor Doctor Ruth. Like at eleven o'clock <laughs> at night, <laughs> there's this like cable show, and yeah, she it's Doctor Ruth. Is it Doctor Ruth? That's Doctor. Yeah. She's not actually yeah. on. I think she's on Howard Stern or something now. Isn't she? Well, I assume she's dead now because that well, was back when I was a kid. That really old Jew. Like, let's just the really old dirty dude. That, that is how you get somewhere off. But like, I remember asking. Oh, yeah. my mom. So the, the the population of Arizona is seven point one zero six million. And, so, and so they would need like two hundred eighty five million people to yeah sign up for this, or or, or two hundred eighty five million people to go through this. But there's only seven million people in Arizona. Well, I mean, you could. You could, uh, you know, make it per time you want to view it, in which case there are some people who are going to have to pay, like, $60 a day. Hey. So. Leave my habits off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're definitely sending this link to your mom. Yeah. Like, you could, you could get around it with a VPN. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I... Do they not understand how the internet works? No, she's no. Her, she's almost ninety years old. She's like, yeah, you darn kids with your your interwebs and your I can has cheeseburgers and <laughs> she has no freaking idea. She probably calls some memes. Yeah, I know she does with your memes and. and she's your like, I stood in a bread line. She's like, I stood in a bread bread line under FDR, walked to school uphill both ways. Yeah. Telegram. Telegram. You mean telegraph? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it says she was born in 1934. They just still had telegraph. Yes, it did. Oh. She, she probably sends emails saying stop occasionally. <laughs> so she probably did stand in a bread line under FDR. Yeah, she probably freaking did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. I mean, that lady was that lady was ten years old. Mm-hmm. Well, well uh, ten, ten or, eleven. When yeah, World War eleven? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god! <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but if you were old enough to have been a nurse, <laughs> on Mash, 
Like, <laughs> like during that time period that MASH covers, if you're old enough to actually have been a nurse during that, maybe <laughs> your opinion about the internet is not relevant. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just a stab in the dark here. Yeah, I'm just going to assume you probably don't get it. Uh, the uh, This is actually already on our Wikipedia. Griffin proposed a Griffin proposed a bill to fund the U.S.-Mexico border wall by levying a tax on Arizona to look at pornography. It's it's on it's on her Wikipedia. Is, is she under the impression that people like still go to like these little like quiet out of the way places and then like put money like pennies into the little viewscope thing? And like, <laughs> how does she think this works? Like, so, somebody show this woman Pornhub, please. Like, just and explain how this. Like I don't know if I want her anywhere near Pornhub. I do because then she'll have a heart attack and keel over. That's possible. <laughs> eliminate that problem. Well, she might also find like in range. Well, it's true. Oh, that'll make her head explode. I'm sure. Actually, no, because she sounds like she's probably kind of right wing conservative. Is she the Dem or is she Republican? She's Republican. She's Republican. Yeah. yeah. So no, she's probably very pro gun. She's just an idiot. She's a moral totalitarian. Yeah, absolutely. Which you see a lot of in the really old line Republicans, oh, especially yeah, yeah. In, in that kind of baby boomer and and um, like World War the One Christian baby right. boomer case. Yeah. Um, the Christian right is definitely like moral totalitarianism too. Yeah, which is it, which is absolutely ironic because it's like, yeah, you know, totally like use threats of violence and putting guns to people's faces so that they act morally. Hashtag things Jesus never said. Exactly. You know, thou shalt not murder unless you're wearing a police badge or a military uniform, in which case the brown people must die. Hashtag. Plus, I, I'm <laughs> Plus, I'm pretty sure that like he hung out with like thieves and like hookers and shit, and like tried to show them a better way. So yeah, he know. literally had he had dinner with with the tax collectors and the prostitutes and. All of these people that were considered unclean by the religious zealots, literal zealots, and like, he, and then these same people who claim to follow this guy then also want to like invade other countries and yeah. don't care about dead civilians and are like advocating, you know, the the murder of of drug dealers and basically celebrating the acts of the exact same people who nailed Christ to the cross in the first place. Yeah, exactly, right? Like they would have been the ones standing there going, "Thank you centurions for your service." Like <laughs> I mean, it's, Yeah, the irony is fucking uh, rich, man. Oh, uh, god. Yeah. There's a reason why I can't stand the left or the right, because it's nothing but hypocrisy and stupidity, and everyone's friggin' like, I, but I want to control you for these reasons. Yeah, she uh, she she was part of the lawsuit against uh, Jan Brewer over the expansion of uh, Medicaid in Arizona. So she's not, like, uber-authoritarian. She's just authoritarian for her stuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, she's traditional Republican authoritarian because both sides, left and right, want to steal your money. Yeah. It's just that For what the reasons? left wants to steal your money and then <laughs> redistribute it to their welfare whores, and the right wants to take your money and redistribute it to their chosen welfare whores. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, you know, the irony is that the right's welfare whores demand way more money and human sacrifice. Yeah. 
So it's true. <laughs> so yeah, she's been uh, a politician for over twenty years now. Nineteen ninety six, she won um, Arizona House of Representatives. Ninety eight, two thousand, she lost. Two thousand six, she lost. And then uh, 2010, 2012, 2014, 2016, she, she won. Does that mean her and Bernie Sanders are from the same high school class? <laughs> <laughs> so Bernie Sanders never got an education. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I actually read you an article. got an education in a communist Israeli kibbutz? Well, I mean, yeah. he, he, he did take his uh, honeymoon in Moscow. Yeah. <laughs> He actually took uh-huh. his honeymoon in like the home of the Kremlin. Yep, yeah. exactly, dude. Like he he freaking oh, went to oh, like communist just, agent. I know. Like just consider that momentarily. This guy actually <laughs> like literally went to Red Square <laughs> to celebrate his wedding. <laughs> I, I, but it's just democratic awesome. socialism. Yeah, no, it's it's better if you vote for your starvation. And right? <laughs> the people have a choice. Yeah, they have a choice. They can starve now or start later. Uh, I, oh, which reminds actually that reminds me. I just heard about a really awesome book. Um, it's called uh, Oh goodness, the um, prison prison camp socialism, something like that. Um, but it's about huh. the the gulags, and um, basically oh, the writer pushes that the the idea that socialism and communism can only exist if there are slaves. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which is why the socialist state of um, fascist Germany had to have forced labor from prisoners of war and everything else is because. You have to because a decentrally planned economy isn't going to work otherwise. And then yep. Stalin had to have the gulags because otherwise it doesn't work. And like, and that that's actually the reason why Stalin started instituting all sorts of new uh, offenses that sent you to a gulag is because they started having to pull so many people out of the gulag to fight on the front lines that they didn't have enough slave labor to actually keep their economy going. So they had to come up with new ways to make people slaves. Yep. And so that it's really it's a really good book. I'll have to, I'll have to look at it later and, and let you guys know who actually wrote it. But it's it's really freaking awesome. Like the all the points, it's really well researched and he makes a really compelling case. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Because I've read like uh Gulag Archipelago and whatnot by uh Solzhenitsyn and like you know, other books by him. And yeah, that shit's just I mean it, it's just crazy like understanding it from a perspective of somebody that's actually been through it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it would be because <laughs> yeah, I like it's like 12 years of slave except with uh, snow. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so now you get to freeze and be hungry. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, right. that's a wonderful Same. combination. Yep. Yeah. For a motherland of the comrade Stalin. <laughs> All right, from one communist place to another. Uh, city officials ordered San Francisco man to rebuild exact replica of demolished home. Now he's fighting back. Uh, you guys remember this article we talked about it before? Uh-huh. Uh, the guy bought this property bought and, and 
got a uh, a renovation permit and then tore down the home essentially tore down the home like all but like a wall or, or two or something like that like totally totally like plain jane house right there's nothing special to it uh and the city ordered him or the city said it was um historic and then ordered him to rebuild the exact replica of the house on his land that he owns um, so, yeah, back in December, the San Francisco Planning Commission ordered property owner Ross Johnson to rebuild an exact replica of the mid-1930s home he had torn down, uh, lambasting him for destroying the uh, historic home without obtaining the necessary permits. Uh, Johnson is now hitting back, calling the city's decision both absurd and lawless, and demanding that he be allowed to continue with the redevelopment of his property. Quote, the planning commission's decision is invalid, bizarre, and illegal, said uh, Andrew Zachs, an attorney for Johnson, in a statement. Uh, Zachs argues that the order is baseless and runs against both the city's des designation uh, that Johnson's house, also known as the Largent House, uh, after its original owner, was not of historical significance and permits, uh, and permits it had already issued that allowed for substantial renovations to his property. So, uh, the controversy around Johnson's home, located in San Francisco's Twin Peaks neighborhood, got rolling back in 2017 when neighbors began to complain that the renovation work on the Largent house had resulted in the demolition of the entire structure, save for the original garage. The home had originally been designed by famed modern architect Richard Neutra. Um, yeah, absolutely no taste or architectural design finesse whatsoever, as far as I can tell. <laughs> no, it is... <laughs> Oh, let me see if I can bring up the picture. Well, wasn't the um, garage like built into the house though, right? Yeah, it it's a it's, lower part of it. Yeah, it's it's not a fantastic looking house. It's there's no, no there's no character no. to it. It's 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 boring, no. it's straight lines, it's like I, I'm I'm in the architectural industry. I'm I'm a CAD drafter. Uh and this guy was was not well known and he had no real Chops or nothing like that. I love when they're like famed architects, and it's like just because, just because he's dead doesn't mean he's famed. Yeah. It's not like this is Frank Lloyd Wright. If this had been a Frank Lloyd Wright building, I can maybe at least understand some of the neighbors' outrage that you would just demolish it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, missing from the outrage over the demolition of the Johnson's home were some crucial details. The first is that the home, at least as a matter of law, was not a, was not actually a historically historic resource of any kind. Since its original construction, the Largent House has undergone extensive alterations, including the construction of a 20-foot retaining wall back in the 1950s, major, major fire damage, repair in the 1960s, the addition of a swimming pool in the 1980s, the enclosure of said pool in the 1990s, a second floor was also added above the garage at some unknown date. All these changes, plus the fact that no historically significant events also known to have occurred at the house, saw the city's planning department declare early 2015 that the home was, quote, not a historic resource. It's not a historic resource. Oh, wait, these rich people are complaining. So now suddenly we're going to act like it's a historic resource. Exactly. Like it's, I, I'm glad that he's doing the shit out of him because yeah, there's. I, I mean, you can't just change up your designations like that. And again, the guy's not famous. It's not nothing interesting. There's nothing interesting about the house. There's nothing interesting about the architect. 
There's no value to it whatsoever to anybody else. So who did he hurt? What did he ruin? What cultural, major cultural artifact is a collection of white boxes? You explain even, me. Yeah, even then, even yeah, then, like, I don't, I don't care if, <laughs> if, if George Washington was born there. It's his property. Right. It's yeah. his. It's, he, he bought the property. It's, he can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, I mean, if the I, I, think, I think he should turn it into a gay nightclub now. Just fuck the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he no, builds he, a and, wall, no, he and, shouldn't and even. No, and... he shouldn't even. He shouldn't even do that. I think he should just build a, a just like now you build a house now, just like a giant garish modern art sculpture. In fact, I know where he could get the perfect modern art sculpture. <laughs> the one that we got the, given by Germany. Yeah, the one that some German <laughs> artist gave lacrosse. Um, Our sister city in Germany. Uh, an artist from our sister city created this art piece and gave it to the city of La Crosse. And now um, they they want to take down our Hiawatha, but they want to put up this. And I, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I promise you, look it up. You'll find it on the internet. It is a baby being born out of an egg, but the baby is blue. It is the most garish horribly confusing strange like it's literally a giant fat blue baby head sticking up out of an egg and it's got to be like 12 feet tall and like i think you should just get one of those and plant it there like no i'm gonna leave this just like bare concrete and here's a giant (laughs) fuck you guys like (laughs) oh my god that is is. damn you see this this is it's just it's what the fuck so wrong in so many ways. That is currently That's sitting so weird, outside dude. of our city hall. Yes. <laughs> the hatched baby sculpture. It's Welcome absolutely hor- like, and it was great because when they first were going to bring it in and, and the, the local newspaper interviews one of the, the city council members or something, and he's like, yeah, we're so happy that this, apparently this guy is like famous in Germany because, you know, Germany, but um, he there's the, the guy being interviewed is like, yeah, I mean, we definitely need to do something with, with it and put it in a place of prominence and honor. I mean, not like near a park or a school or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody else seemed to notice that like he was like, oh, please, God, don't expose children to this. Uh, like, <laughs> because I'm really wondering what the point of making the baby blue was. Like, is it signifying does, a dead baby? Yeah, he does. Is apparently, it... uh, he had, this artist actually does a whole series of these. So there's a bunch of giant blue baby sculptures somewhere in the world. Probably Germany. Because Germany. Germany. <laughs> so. Like, Germany, that's all you really have to say. <laughs> yeah, Germany. I mean, you're talking about the same country where, like, the, the metallic silver bell bottoms with, like, a, a white leather vest. Oh. Wolf, is, Wolfgang Aur, A U E R, yeah, yeah, uh, Fre- Friedberg, Germany. Ah, uh, yeah. So- <laughs> After months of labor, quote, yeah. baby is nearly ready for visitors. <laughs> it's oh my god, seriously, and like you, the best part is the side of City Hall they put it on initially was. Uh, towards a street that was like shut down to be completely redone, so they even tried to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> I would do like, let's put that in, in, in the back somewhere. 
Yeah, they're just yeah, right? like, can we put this in a, on a street that literally no one drives down ever, please? You know where you can put it? It's up on top of the warehouse right across from one. Yeah. Where Throw the- a fucking tarp over the thing. Uh. <laughs> well, and then simultaneously, the, the statue that was built to honor Hiawatha that's been in our park for 40 years or whatever, they want to tear down. Yep, because they want to keep the blue baby. Tear down something that's man. specifically there to honor people who were here before we were. Yeah, yep. because I, um, it's it could possibly be offensive to the native population, which, by the way, we're friends with a lot of people from this native population. Yeah, from the same native population. It's and to be most of them are like uh, offended that they're planning to take it down. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, let's just wipe out all trace of who was here before. Let's just go ahead and just pretend that never uh, happened. Uh, Brett well, Goff's the says, whole thing is. What's up? Go ahead, then. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's like the whole like agenda of the left is like destroy fucking like mm-hmm. history and like you know basis roots for culture. Oh yeah, because that's uh that's what they've always done. I mean, like any communist regime has always like destroyed the roots of the people so that they yeah, have, like you, no you can't, you, no you grounding. Can't, yeah, you can't build a new culture without destroying yeah. the, without destroying the old one. Yeah, it's like re-education. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Brett Goff says, as a general contractor, I refuse to work on historical homes because of the overregulation. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, here in the Bay Area, uh, this is San Francisco, but here in the Bay Area, uh, we have a lot of historical homes, and the overregulations on them are incredible. Like, like there's only like you can't use certain woods because, like, they're they're exotic. You you can't you can't yep. use certain paints because they wouldn't have had them back then. Um, Wait, oh, yeah. they didn't have them back then, which means yeah. they just want to continue with lead paint. Yeah, we, we can't or, even use different materials. Oil, 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 oil-based paint. You have to you have to use like oil-based paints. Well, I mean, it's the um, same thing here in Lacrosse too, with all of our all of our lumber baron homes and stuff. I think we talked about this when we initially yeah. talked about the article that there's a ton of them, and they always wind up sitting for sale forever because no one wants to buy them because you can't do anything yeah. to them at all because states like, oh, yeah. did you go ahead and spend a million dollars on that? Yeah, you don't actually get to do what you want with it. Yeah. And like, the, like one of the weird things, like the color schemes on the outside have to be a certain way. Like you, you, like there's certain colors that you can't use, and there's like there's an actual historical board that can decide whether the colors of your house work. Yeah, with that, that time period. Well, it's just, yeah, it's it's incredible. Well, yeah, there's, um, there's a lot of that here, too. Like, imagine being that big of a dick that you have to be on some historical board to tell somebody whether they can't paint their house a certain color. I know. Like, what side of the bed did you fucking wake up on? Yeah, see, here's, here's so this is this is our Hiawatha statue. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's like, over 100 feet high. It's, it's really, really tall, and it's really awesome. And it's... It's beautiful. It's been there for it's been there for like fifty something years, and they're trying to trying to get rid of it. Like I can remember as a little kid seeing that thing, but no, like yeah, there's I I can't even imagine you have to be like the world's biggest control freak to be like I will never even see (laughs) home, but don't you dare paint it that shade of green, (laughs) you disrespectful (laughs) son of a bitch. Shutters? You can't have no stinking shutters. Yeah, it's there. Which is that? It's actually they do that here too. But what's funny is like there's one um here in town, the grand old lady that's just this massive, massive house. Um, it is gorgeous, gorgeous Victorian, but it's easily one of the biggest Victorian homes I've ever actually seen in person. 
Um, I love Victorian homes. Yeah, we yeah, got a, a lot. Of, we got a lot of them here. Yeah, not, not here in Antioch, but in the the area. Bay, well, yeah, Bay, I Bay area. Like the mining boom and stuff probably led to a lot of them and everything. Mm-hmm. Here it was the lumber, and this thing, the guy who originally built it, had it purple, bright purple. <laughs> so you can't paint it any color, but, but the purple, yeah, purple. So everybody that buys it winds up with a super giant, and it's on a corner lot, no less, super giant, <laughs> bright purple house. <laughs> that, hey, fuck it, I'd live there. It, it take, yeah. I, I can't say that I wouldn't live there because I love big old Victorians, but uh, the purple, I don't know. Like I, I'd have to have a girl who really likes purple. It's, <laughs> it is, uh, you couldn't miss it, though. Like oh yeah, the house it's, on the fucking corner, dude. It's yeah, on yeah. It, well, it's not just on Waterford; it's on Main itself. I think, isn't it? Isn't um, it on Main? I think it might be on Main and um, 16th. Main and 16th, do you think? Yeah, it's but 16. it's no. Isn't it the one? No, where... no, no, no. Or no, that's a different one. That's yeah. also in yeah. The there's same there's main. so many of them that's just everywhere <laughs> um, in town here. But yeah, that one's just like it's. It's so huge, and it's built on like a little bit of a rise, so it sticks up above everything. It's super enormous, and it's bright purple. <laughs> so it's just like the most in-your-face thing imaginable. And I, like, I have to think that the guy who built that was like a huge douche. Like, he had to just be like, "Screw Probably. you all, <laughs> purple bitch." He was from the same same fucking uh, bloodline as the guy that fucking built the middle finger over in fucking what was it, uh, Vermont or something. <laughs> Um, Massachusetts, I think is where the Massachusetts was. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I think it was built built by a Vermont artist. Yeah, okay. Also, a guy that has on top of his like barn, "Welcome to Cleveland," and like yeah, in Milwaukee. That's Milwaukee. Yeah, Yeah, "Welcome to Cleveland," because yeah, Wisconsin, we are going to fuck with you so hard. There is a reason why when we go LARPing, it's a thing that's called the Wisconsin screw. Because all of us have nothing better to do than think up reasons. Think up ways, and ways screw to screw fuck people. everybody over. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, it's, when it's negative nine degrees outside and blowing snow. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah Tuesday, Tuesday night, it's supposed to get down to 53 below is the estimate. It, so, was, shit. it was 65 today here. I turn on my fan. Yeah, you're a whore. I love you, but you're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Current temperature right now is with wind chill negative eight. So, yeah. um, and I'm probably in the thirty over here. Be, the, these numbers are without wind chill. Uh, Wednesday is supposed to be negative, a high of negative high. sixteen and a low of negative twenty-seven. And that's before wind chill. Uh, what what the <laughs> forecast right now says sixty-three. Ah. Uh, yeah. Crap, yeah, crappy, dark, and boring. Yeah, ours, uh, ours is somewhat different. Snow sucks ass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're getting, and we're getting another like ten inches of snow tonight. So, on top of the like foot and a half that's already on the ground. Good so, cuddling, good cuddling oh, wow. weather. Yeah. Well, it's it's good weather to go. Fuck it, I don't care. Goes out. How am I going to screw with everyone? That's. <laughs> It's actually cold enough. I haven't started my vehicle today, and I'm a little concerned it may not start the rest of the winter. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's actually so cold that I I pre-started with my remote start my truck before I went to work, 
and uh, it ran for 15 minutes with the defrost on full blast, and I still had to scrape my windshield. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's really freaking cold. Welcome to Wisconsin, man. We get we get no snow, no snow, and then suddenly get dumped on, and it goes from, hey, this isn't so bad, to, oh, my God! So, yeah, so, right. That line I said the other day, it was it was so cold we had to thaw out our words over the fire to have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from from a, from an old mountain man book I, I read a few years ago. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's, and I had said something about you know it's I think it's so cold that uh, Tony Evans. That's is that's, being that's what that's what that's what the problem was with, with that house. It's so fucking cold that the house turned purple. It <laughs> turned purple. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. it was it was a li- it was a living house. It was a living house, mm-hmm. and it died, and it's so cold it turned purple. <laughs> Actually, it was the baby blue before it got. Yeah, it was the baby even blue? It, was, it wasn't even blue. It just it happened because it stays outside and it's freaking cold, man. Like, That's why it hasn't gotten out of the egg either. It's stuck. Yeah, it's frozen in place. Yeah, it is a dead. Well, that was everyone's response. Is is that supposed to be a baby that drowned? <laughs> it was too. It was awful. What about the one baby coming out of the egg? Yeah. yeah, like, is that did the baby drown in the egg? I don't understand what's happening. What are we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, no, uh, that's Wisconsin. Hey, we can you imagine being on an acid trip and then stumbling across that? <laughs> Good. Oh my God, I can't even imagine being drunk and stumbling <laughs> across that. Right? Like, like, that, like, like what the that, fuck that, is that? that? Your trip bad in the snap of a finger. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, this dude. Smiling buck tooth blue baby coming out of an egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's Tyler Durden? Uh, and and it's directly right? next to City Hall and the cop shop. Like the police department is is part of City Hall, so and it's like right there. So like you're next to the cops. So you're already worried about the color blue, and now you have the giant blue baby coming out of an egg. And so if you're tripping on acid, man, this is going to go very, very badly. (laughs) Giant blue baby next to the police station. Yep. Which is appropriate. I mean, I'll give you that. But uh... (laughs) (laughs) I I did did read an article. I I posted an article today about a a cop in New York, like 35-year-old cop got arrested because he got into an argument with his 63 year old mom over over uh, their living situation, they live together. He, he, he got he got angry with his 63 year old mom and punched her. He punched. Oh, wow. see, that's a cop right there, man. Right hashtag, there. Hashtag last than 40 percent domestic violence rate. Yeah, exactly. I loved that post where everyone was just like, "Hey, it's funny that you would have a domestic violence awareness ribbon on your vehicle." I'm oh god that was so good oh man and it was like 380 comments and not one of them was supportive no. every single one was like boy at least you guys are finally admitting you have a problem and <laughs> yeah right yeah domestic violence ribbon on the police car is this is an oxymoron that's that's like the hey look the SS got their new tank sponsored by the anti or the Jewish anti defamation league. Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> benign breath tanks. Oh man, it's sure nice to see the KKK rally is sponsored by the NAACP. <laughs> Actually, that would make sponsored sense. Sponsored by Popeye's chicken. KKK. What's up? Sponsored by Popeye's chicken. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would make sense, though, because if you look into the roots of the NAACP, they were founded by mm-hmm. Jewish people. And uh, uh, I, I don't know if it was actually the KKK or an offshoot, but there was there was Jewish involvement in that too. It was kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's get on to another good one. I just I want to hear Lindsay laugh about this one. Oh no. Professor uses feminist buzzwords to get entire passage from Hitler's Mein Kampf published in Academic Journal. <laughs> <laughs> This is like gold, the most dude. powerful troll ever. That is brilliant. It's it's collegiate level trolling. It is. That is. This, it's, dude, it's, that... It's, it's literally professional trolling. That is absolutely yeah, god level. I that just... person is my hero. Oh my god. And this god. is why I don't work in academics. Because I do some shit like that. <laughs> just take, take passages from my cop, flip a couple of words. They're like, yeah, this sounds great. And you're like, yep, I figured it would. Yeah, right. <laughs> to be fair. That's like, that's like when I, uh, Hillary Clinton like said that the fucking, uh, the, the message of 1984 was to trust the government. Yeah, like oh. <laughs> said, the most Orwellian shit I've ever heard. Yeah, like it's it, like, um, what's his name from 1984 could not have written that better as part of the Ministry of Truth. Like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, um, uh, Peter ridiculous. Peter Peter H O S S I A N helped create a series of spoof academic papers to satirize a number of fields, including what he described as, quote, grievance studies, including fields on gender, obesity, and homosexuality. The assistant <laughs> philosophy professor at Portland State University in Oregon penned a, total oh, of, penned, a pen, penned a total of 20, quote, intentionally broken and, quote, nonsense papers with the help of two collaborators. Each one was each one was deliberately ridiculous, but astonishingly, seven of them were accepted by peer-reviewed journals. It <laughs> <laughs> literally did it as a point. It was as dumb and useless as possible. And these journals were like, "Yeah, that sounds great." Yeah, uh, one awesome. one quote: uh, "Our." St- our struggle is my struggle. Solidarity feminism as an intersectional replay to neoliberal and choice feminism yep. was, a re- was a rewrite of chapter 12 of Hitler's 1925 autobiography with feminist buzzwords <laughs> switched in. I can't, like, well, I mean, I can believe it, but, like, it's so fucking awesome. It's, you know, and I just oh. want to point out, I don't understand why these millennials don't see value in a college education, yeah. baby boomers. Uh, like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Well, all, all the spoofs featured, quote, very shoddy methodology, methodologies, including incredibly implausible statistics, as well as, quote, ideologically motivated qualitative, qualitative analysis and, quote, claims not warranted by the data. <laughs> So they're like the worst type of academia. Yeah. Like uh, they're <laughs> propaganda is what he's yeah. saying. Pretty much. For, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> for, further bizarre passages, including one published under the fake name Helen Wilson in the, in the general or in the journal Gender, Place, and Culture owned by Taylor and Francis, the British publisher. This was supposedly an investigation of the, quote, rape condoning spaces of a hemogenic massacre. Uh, masculinity, and involved in and Holy involved fuck. examining quote ten thousand dogs' genitals in public dog walking parks. 
The paper suggested that men should be trained like canines to prevent rape culture. Wow. <laughs> and they probably agreed with it too. Yeah, they're like, yeah, that sounds like and that which should tell you like this, if anybody ever wonders why the opinion section of HuffPo has been shut down, this yeah. right uh, here. Uh, yeah, why. exactly. Exactly. And not, another wrote, quote, it is suspicious that men rarely annually self-penetrate using sex toys, and that this is probably due to the fear of being thought homosexual, homohysteria, and bigotry against trans people, transphobia. Dr. Balhazen or Dr. Balhazen and <laughs> colleagues said they were stunned by how easily the joke papers were published. Quote, quote We want to see if these disciplines that were called grievance studies are compromised by political activism that allows for the laundering of prejudices and opinions into something that gets treated as knowledge. And the answer is yes. Hold on. <laughs> World renowned scientist and atheist Richard Dawkins was one of a number of leading academics to write to the university in support of Bohagen, or Boghausen, saying that his first response to the, quote, brilliant hoax was to, quote, let out a howl of incredulous mirth. Quote, do you, do you, do your humorless colleagues who brought this action want Portland State to become the laughingstock of the academic world, he wrote? Or at least would the world of serious scientific scholarship uh, uncontaminated by uh, pretentious charlatans of exactly the kind Dr. Bohog Dr. Boghazen and his colleagues were satiring. I love that the <sighs> one of the favorite scientists of the hyper left SJW. Yeah. Mm -hmm. even called them out and was like you people just don't even care about truth at all yeah. You're um, just... nope. <laughs> yeah, a, a student a student it's of whatever Bog you feel yeah a yeah. student of Bog or bog Hodgson's, um uh austin holmberg added quote i firmly believe that peter's actions are extremely valuable and that they have made crystal clear the disheartening corruption and pseudo scholarship that has taken foothold in academia we now know that arbitrarily and potentially harmful ideas will be welcomed with open arms by some of today's scholars if they were made politically fashionable. Yeah. It's just, it's such a great troll because it absolutely, absolutely achieved its goal of demonstrating that these people have no intellectual integrity whatsoever. Absolutely none. Yep. All right, yep. so I'm going to have to jump on a soapbox here. I'm a female. I know this because I have what? boobs and a vagina. Um, well, only if you identify as such. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I do identify it's as... Ham. <laughs> you don't identify as a blue baby climbing out of an egg? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Only on the weekends. Um, okay. But as a self-identifying and biological female, <laughs> I believe... That women's studies in general needs to be taken out of taken out of the schools because it is not helping with the intellectual like levels of women in general. It's I not intellectual. I understand <laughs> that. And the other thing is, is that when I went through it, because it's a required course. Yep, for UWL. For UWL, I went through our UWL program, and I remember thinking when we were learning like about rape culture, I'm like, but. But rape culture is only a thing because you make it a thing. Exactly. And 
I wasn't yep. terrified about getting in my car without looking in the back of my vehicle until I took this class. <laughs> like it's, it's it's one of those it's one of those things like uh uh men men rape girls rape rape culture exists P men are bad blah 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 oh you don't need a firearm yeah right. yeah exactly yeah. that's that's why I love that one <laughs> with the chick with the twelve gauge and it says I got a rape I got my rape whistle right here it's real God, exactly. that <laughs> chick that chick in that meme is crazy hot too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. I've also read some things about people that have actually met her, and she's apparently really cool too. <laughs> like, I really, can't, cool. I can't even remember who that is. Um, it's in that. I don't know. Are there chicks that aren't cool that like guns? That, that's also yeah. A fair well, point. I don't know. Um, like, Joe <laughs> pretty is pretty divisive in the gun community, anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, seven seven of twenty papers, so thirty three percent, or just over thirty three percent. I like, love that guy. He's my new hero. <laughs> he, he, he got he got an entire chapter of Mein Kampf posted in a progressive <laughs> journal. It's just by like, changing some buzzwords. When he, I mean, this is like this. I, imagine this guy's reaction when he finds out when he gets the response that they're going to publish it. Like he had to be just staring at it for a while. And, <laughs> yeah, right. Like <laughs> you're going to literally publish Mein Kampf. Like, <laughs> yeah, you were really going to do this right now. <laughs> I suddenly have this urge to go back to school and go back to school for and just studies. Just make everything that you contribute to the class every day just sections of Mein Kampf with the yes. buzzwords changed. And then, and then like, and then, the like end your of... teacher celebrates you for being yeah. so enlightened and intelligent. And then at the end of the <laughs> course, on like the last day of the course in class, I'm going to go ahead and just bring in a copy of Mein Kampf and go, hey, by the no. way, this is where I no, got. No, what you should do is be like. Actually, I should. I have to admit, in the interest of intellectual integrity, that I actually plagiarized everything that I wrote and said. Here's the original book, and just hand it to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like that. That's that's the other thing. Like, what's the jaw drop? Like him, him getting the letter saying that they're publishing it, and then him getting like the the copy of the of the journal or or the website or whatever that published it, like. As awesome as as awesome and and, and mind numbing as that would be, can you imagine the look on the people's faces when they find out? Yeah, right. That he used freaking, <laughs> that it was just mind comp with with feminist buzzwords. Yeah, it's not even figuratively like neo Nazi verbiage. It's literally mind comp. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> these are literally the words of Adolf Hitler. Where if all you did was put in the little parentheses in for certain things mm -hmm. and change those buzzwords to the the new true neo Nazis, which are the the hyper left, um, like all of a sudden, like you're like, yeah, that sounds wonderful, and it's like, you know, I mean, at the risk of violating Godwin here, I just want to suggest that if you literally agree with basically everything Adolf Hitler says just applied to you actually is probably a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know who would have loved this story is John Taylor Gatto. Yeah, right. Oh my goodness. Well, see like, this is this like highlights what I was saying uh the other day about how like reality's gotten off so off the rails that it's like it mirrors satire. Like you can't really tell the fucking difference half the time. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you can't like like there's that one that Babylon B shared about how uh, yeah. Cortez Osario had said something about that the only reason they said that her math was wrong is because she was a woman, and that's, <laughs> that's satire. And yeah. I started seeing it getting shared by people who are unfamiliar with the Babylon B as if it's real, yeah. and I'm like. This is, but you can't even tell. You can't even be certain that she wouldn't say that. Like, <laughs> exactly, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, well, yeah, it's 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 better it's better to be to be factually correct than morally right, or f- morally right than factually correct, or whatever she said. Yeah. Well, did, you see, did you see that? Uh, there was a video on fucking. Uh, I don't know. I saw it somewhere. I think it might have been on Instagram, but it was uh, it was a bald headed feminist girl. Talking to a guy with a MAGA hat on and fucking, she was saying, that hat scares me and it should scare all of us or whatever. And she was like, and he was said something, or no, it was a, it was a, it was a guy and a girl. And the girl was, the other girl that was like, you know, whatever, uh, Trump supporter was like, you know, asking her questions and she was like, I don't care. She's like, facts don't matter. She's like, all that matters is my feelings or whatever. And she's well, like, you know, yeah, I was like, holy shit. That's that right there. That is why I don't bother to debate leftists. I don't bother to debate leftists. I don't really bother to engage in debate with actual status. I present information. They will do with that what they will because there's no point because to the leftists, to the serious status, words have no meaning. If the word becomes inconvenient with its actual definition, they'll just modify what the definition they want is. And yeah. so well, there's semantics no... And shit. Yeah, there's no way to engage in an actual debate with someone who wants to just change the meaning of words at will to fit their yep. narrative. Like, yep. you, you yeah, that was like what, what debate that. I, I like debated a communist about that one time. He was like, "Well, he's." I was like, "How does this work without money or whatever?" And he was like, "Oh, well, you know, people would work and they would get um, like surplus or whatever of what was produced and this, that, and the other thing." And and he's like, and you know, maybe there would be like labor notes or whatever. I was like, oh, labor notes? So you mean like money? I'm like, we're we gonna play a fucking semantics game here. <laughs> here's here's one from the, from the Babylon B. Uh, Snoops introduces new factually inaccurate but morally right fact check result. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have seen I have exactly. seen that picture floating around on Facebook today. Yeah, nice. I have too. Oh, that's awful. And it's and it's the Babylon B is just super clever satire. They're what the onion used to be yeah. before Obama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they are. They're they're what the onion used to be prior to Obama because once Obama happened, Onion, which was already pretty left anyway, just went full yeah. hyper left and ruined itself. Yeah. And because they started taking on way too much of an agenda and it wasn't about the comedy and the satire of reality anymore. And the B is, Pre- is that. Like, Press that sick mob on teenage based on 10 second video clip. Unsure why some people call them fake news. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Why <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> people are angry at us? We only said that somebody should literally physically assault children over the yeah. clothes they're wearing. I also love the one that meme where somebody was like, where that person said, if you're wearing a MAGA hat, MAGA hat, you, you know what, you know, you know what you're asking for, you know what you're doing and you deserve what you get. And then the guy replied with do short skirts next. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. Yeah, like, you dress like that, you deserve to be raped, right? Yeah, exactly. It's well, like, no, just because... For yeah, she was asking for it. She knew what she wanted. She yeah, knew what she yeah, was doing yeah, when she yeah. went out. So you deserve what you get. Yeah. That's exactly it. Exactly. Like, if you can change... And that's that ties into this. If you can change just a couple of words and all of a sudden now you find this to be horrible, vile things and you aren't actually changing the meaning of what you said at all. You're purely changing the specific subjects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your what you're saying is in fact horrible regardless of the subject <laughs> yeah well, like i always say fucking statist if it wasn't for fucking uh double standards they wouldn't have any standards at all exactly it's not socialism when it's for the military <laughs> the socialized police the socialized military the socialized this and that the socialized you know. is not a central war. Hey, hey, if, if you don't like my flavor of socialism, you can move to Somalia. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's all it is. Like I pointed out, like on on that Facebook post the other day, where I said, you know, gee, isn't it interesting that they, you know, that that the the left or the right says I don't like socialism. Screw you, commies. Also, the right, and they're like, you know, oh well, we need to worry about, you know, you need to pay your taxes and honor your socialized police and socialized military and socialized. Yeah, right roads and everyone socially owns this property so therefore we can, we need to socially build this wall that everyone owns collectively socially like how <laughs> <laughs> you're literally talking about collective ownership of everything here and collective responsibility for everything with freaking socialism man like yeah. what why are you not yeah, getting this? It is very basis. Because, I mean, uh, it doesn't respect property rights, right? I mean, Ingalls specifically said, you know, that, uh, that uh, it, it was ownership of the means of production, but one could easily argue that collective ownership of the means of defense of production kind of just is still the same thing, even by even by Engels' definition. Yeah, for, forced collective yeah. ownership. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's really still exactly the same thing, and these people don't want to see it. Like, oh no, you you all have to contribute. No, that, this isn't socialism. No, it, it 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 all it all ties in with with the 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 articles that the guy wrote, and and this and and public education. It, it all ties in that that we are not educated in this country. Like schooling and schooling and education are entirely different things. We are we are not educated. We are schooled. We are indoctrinated. We are taught to think a certain way, or or taught yep. uh, to think one of two ways, right? Liberal or, or conservative. Yep. And and we're 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 all all of us are indoctrinated into nationalism, uh-huh. right? I mean that's that's the that's the blanket that covers everything, and it's yep. it's also <laughs> like this this is a, a, an unpopular opinion, but. Teachers are more responsible for the spread of liberalism than anyone else. Yeah. All right. It's not illegal immigrants. It's not the politicians. Teachers. Teachers are teachers are the ones that are, are more responsible for spreading liberalism than anyone else. Well, yeah. And look at, I mean, look at the teachers unions that the teachers unions force teachers in most states, uh-huh. not right to work states like, you know, uh, Wisconsin, um, but They're all in left. most states, the, the teachers unions 
force if you want to work as a teacher you got to contribute to it and who do the teachers unions consistently sponsor very left-wing very socialist politicians every single time without exception that should tell you something about that profession yeah everybody that i know that's a teacher is very Mm left-wing yeah well, because don't don't dare ever say that I shouldn't have to pay taxes because your taxes pay my salary, so you have to pay taxes so that I can live off of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, every every dictatorship over you know course of history has always gotten control of like the minds of the the youth. You know what I mean? And you do that through the schooling system. Speaking of Hitler, and and you, hear, you, you, you Hitler socially mind, engineer yeah. it so the mother and father can't be at home with the child. State has to take care of the child, you know, majority, yeah. well, not uh, majority of the day, but a, a portion of the day. Yeah. Uh, in the last uh, between uh, 1998 and 2018, uh, the education industry has spent one billion six hundred fifty-one million eight hundred fifty-five thousand dollars on lobbying. Lobbying, political lobbying. Yeah. During that time. That is- yeah, that is, that is more that is more than hospitals. It is more than securities and investments. It's more than real estate, telecom, health professionals, civic service, air transport, health services, uh, defense, aerospace, automotive. Uh, and you have more money than the defense aerospace <laughs> industry. Yep. Yeah, right. Lobbying. Like, yep. just think about that for a minute. <laughs> That's insane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It is. Like, what, what are only, they lobbying for? It is. It is only. It is only less. It is only less than oil and gas, business associates, electronics manufacturing, uh, electric utilities, insurance, and the pharmaceutical industry. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. With the exception of the pharmaceutical industry, most of that lobbying was probably all for deregulation of their respective industries. Yeah. Or so, or monop- or protective monopolies or protective monopolies yeah. in the K if you're going protective I mean that was that's what big farm is all about is protective monopolies but yeah. I mean yeah. that's that's it that's it's either protective monopolies deregulation or apparently hyper socialism we need to control the youth because again like I said like look speaking about Hitler and Mein Kampf what did Hitler say was the key to controlling mm-hmm. The population and of a country was to take hold of the youth mm-hmm. yeah. and get them to think your way. That's why you had not just the Hitler youth, but then you even had junior Hitler youth. Get them all there in kindergarten. Well, yeah, that's so, that's the thing. That's the thing with with, with this indoctrination. Um, like it, it didn't start with our generation. It didn't start with the generation before us or the generation before that. Um, but it our 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 grandparents were raised up under this indoctrination. And they raised our parents along with the education system in this yep. system. Our our parents raised us along with the education or along with, with, with the schooling and this indoctrination program. And a lot of us. So it's like generationally, yeah, it's, it's, uh, generationally multi, like a multi-generational. A yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And like, it just keeps building and keeps building. And, you know, and that's, and then, you, you know, now you're increasingly hearing people say, well, we're not the agrarian society we used to be. So kids don't need to be there for the harvest, which actually isn't true here, but whatever. Um, kids don't need to be there for the harvest. So therefore, we should do school year round. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that you get absolutely no time away from. Them hammering into your head 
all of their, you know, government is good and America is, is the best and we need to, you know, do, you know, we need to do all these things that government says. I mean, like with the, and, and how often do you see on social media where the, with the schooling and stuff where they, you see these parents talk, complain about seeing these assignments come home that are pushing yeah. leftist agendas or well, like yeah, if, the, if, with if, the second amendment stuff. Yeah, you know? if, if, yeah. if, you, if you really break it down, like if you really break down, your, your kid goes to school, some eight, we'll, we'll call it from eight to three. Right. Well, if you add yep. in, they have to they have to leave the house at seven thirty. They get home at three thirty. So you're looking at like, what, like eight hours, nine hours? Yeah. That, at least. that, that, that your kids are at school. Uh, say say you work. Say you you do have a nine to five. Right. So you're at work for eight and a half nine hours. Also, you you get home at five. You make dinner, and then I hope you sit down and ha and eat with your kids. And then you clean up, so like by six thirty or so, and then there's like what, like three hours, two and a half, three hours that you might have, you might actually have with your kid before they go to bed. That's also assuming mm -hmm. you're not, or the kids aren't bringing home homework. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. School, yep. I was, I didn't get home till four. Yep. Or, or have have after school sports. Yeah. Or or some yeah. sort of after school club that makes you get home even later, or or whatever, and. Yeah, school schools schools uh, are the kids' parents. Like li yeah. literally, schools are the kids' parents, and parents have become just like the daycare. Well, you even see that. Maybe, I mean, like, look, at, look at how many parents complain about, oh, I can't wait for school to start again, so that they can get out of the yep. house. And it's like, so you want someone else to raise your children. Yep. You want someone else to raise your children and you clearly don't care what they're taught. So how dare you then complain about what that school teaches them? Because clearly you would prefer the state so yeah. much that yeah. you want them to raise your child. I mean, sad, I, man. And it's yep. not like that's just the United States. You, the UK has all the boarding schools and everything. That's a really big thing in the UK where oh, you yeah. send your yeah, kids. Japan, Japan, the kids spent what, like 10 hours a day, six days a week, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, well, and that doesn't really surprise me about Japan, all things considered, but, um, well, and, and you see, you see how liberal but at Japan least they have is a better, their laws. They have, yeah. a, at least they have a fucking decent education, though. Over Dude, in Japan. No, is Those it, is it, a, is it an education fuck. system or is it a production system? Yeah, it's That's a production yeah. system in Japan. It's about creating because yeah. Japan's always been about that. Japan has always been about service to the emperor, service to the state, service to yeah. everyone else. And you as an individual are meaningless and everything else. And you know, and it's it's always discouraged individuality, and which I think has led to a lot of the weirdness that you get in Japan now, post-World War II and, and post-American rebuilding of japan yeah. and kind of in america's image because it never really took but it like, partially took so it just turned into insanity um <laughs> like, like hentai. i mean come on now oh i'm just thinking they're game shows like i love japanese game shows so much like the they're watching them steps. yeah this the steps and like just where there's the the one where the dude's got to do karaoke while he's getting a hand job that's one of my favorite like it's hilarious oh, yeah. he's got to try and nail all the lyrics <laughs> as he's getting a hand job and this guy's just like oh god, oh, god. <laughs> that's like a normal tv show like they don't show him for the ways that we're moving 
and you're yeah. just like, he's just like sweating and like trying to concentrate. <laughs> His hands start shaking. It's great. I'm yeah. like, you know, see, now I've, that's I've, entertainment, first of all. I've and seen that one all, before. Like Japan has ridiculous. absorbed all of the worst parts of American culture, which is great because they everything <laughs> to eleven levels of crazy. But yeah, I mean, there's still like. Um, uh, one guy that, that I, I really like does a, a podcast, um, Dan Carlin, he does a podcast called hardcore history and it's super amazing. If you want like super in-depth, if you have like three and a half to four hours up to eight hours and <laughs> some of his podcasts to kill listening to in-depth history with a lot of primary sources and stuff, he's great, but he talks about, he has the supernova in the East where he talks about he starts out, you know, describing the atomic bombs being dropped on Japan and then goes way, way back in Japanese history to explain why that was going to be an inevitability. That it was inevitable that a Western power was going to have to hit them with a massive sledgehammer in order to change them ever because, and that it was going to be a Western power because the West could not tolerate Japan. Yeah. Japan and everything. It's really interesting um super super in-depth one of the things he talks about is this ancient thing with the japanese that everything is about everyone else everything is about the state and your emperor or going back to even feudal japan it was about you know your shoguns and and then the emperor and every like it's it's a super ingrained thing into all japanese culture and he talks about you know they with like with the the kamikazes and stuff yeah. where it's like they sacrifice to the state. Yeah, right. Sir. They they didn't oh, even man. have to make anyone. They had volunteers. They had more volunteers than they had kamikaze missions. Yeah, blind blind yeah, right. servitude to the greater good. Yeah. yeah. And like they talked about he talked about, you know, they they had well, that kind of feeds into like Buddhism and Taoism and shit that they practice too. So well and it, and like it but yeah, it like yeah. I it, yeah and they they it's so it permeates everything in their culture, especially leading up to World War II and, and leading up to that. America isn't far behind or that different, is it? No. Like you think Large about point. it and you're like, no, that that's exactly the same thing. It's about like especially if you had the the America that the ultra conservative right wants. Mm-hmm. It's service to the country, service to the president, and a bullshit modified ideal of freedom that isn't actually freedom it's all about that and it's everyone else should serve us because we're the best and you individually mean nothing and it's all about the collective and you should be willing to lay down your life at the altar of freedom is what is always said but there is no altar of freedom like that's (laughs) <laughs> that they don't have one because they don't have freedom. They're not talking about freedom. They're talking about you should lay down your life at the altar of nationalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what they mean. And they constantly conflate these ideas of America with legitimate ideas of freedom and liberty and, and individuality. Originally, it might have been about that. <laughs> it might have started out that way in the 18th century. Yeah, but it's not century. anymore. Yeah, it's but, not that way anymore. I mean, where it really kind of completely collapsed was in April of 1865. Yep. April of 1865, the South loses the Civil War and the federal government consolidates its power. Lincoln and the Republicans have flaunted the Constitution consistently for the past four years. They won the damn war. And so now through violence, they've absolutely proven that the federal government wins. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't you dare question them. It was the death of states' rights. It's the death of everyone's rights. Yeah, I mean, what, really, yeah. yeah what, what the South did with, with the South seceding and all that, it's absolutely no different than what the the colonies did from Great Britain. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. Well, the Declaration they, of Independence said that if the fucking government becomes abusive of your rights, that you have a right to overthrow it. Or obligation. It something uh, yeah, with, yeah ob- exactly. Yeah, obligation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so not even it's, like, it's not even right. It's an obligation. If you are yeah. a person who loves freedom, you have to mm-hmm. rebel against that tyrannical government. You are obliged to. Yep. And we go from that. Yeah. yeah. To, and granted, don't get me wrong, it also said all men are created equal. And what it meant was like all white men over the age of 21 who own land are created equal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. all, all white Christian men. Yes. Well, think, well, hold on. Be, before we go too far with that, think about this at a, at a, a basis level of like property ownership, right? Because if you allow everybody to vote, everybody's going to vote vote themselves your property. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's like kind of why they put that in place because they didn't want to have like a socialist system where everybody was like, you know, voting for everybody else's shit out of the fucking community treasury. And then immediately they turned super socialist. I mean, don't forget yeah, George Washington yeah. literally killed hundreds of people who had just fought with him under his command against the British over taxation. He killed yeah. a bunch of them because they rebelled again over taxation. Yeah. The whiskey rebellion. Whis- wh- yep. So Yeah, that, that wasn't very long after he fucking became president. Yeah, that those ideals went right out the window the moment that the founding fathers actually got power. Oh yeah. Well, I mean the whole thing the constitution was a different story than the declaration of independence and people like will try to link the two and I'm like no cuz the constitution was essentially like the the establishment of a federal tyranny. Well, and, and I, like love, Patrick, I love that. Well, yeah, I I love cuz I remember in school, I distinctly remember speaking of socialist schools when I went to school, I remember in high school them talking about the Articles of Confederation mm-hmm. that existed between, effectively between what, 1782 is when the Revolutionary War kind of basically ends, and the Articles of Confederation come in, and then 1789 is when you actually get the Constitution. And between those, we had the Articles <laughs> of Confederation, and they teach you in school, in state school, oh, well, that's because the Articles of Confederation didn't make the federal government strong enough and then that paralyzed everything and it didn't work ignoring the confederations kind of always work the only people that they don't work for are the people who want more power exactly and if they're a decentralization of power yeah it's it it, all the constitution did is consolidate a ton of power the articles of confederation allowed into yep. one place, which is exactly what so many of the founding fathers didn't want, which is why Thomas Paine, who famously wrote Common Sense, uh, which kind of sparked the revolution in earnest, mm-hmm. that's why he was so pissed that the Constitution got ratified. Like he was writing tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't ratify the Constitution. The Constitution is a terrible idea. This is going to be awful. We need to stick with the Articles of Confederation or just break up into different countries. None of this makes any sense. Don't do this. And then they did it anyway. And they didn't listen to the one guy who was a true voice of liberty. I mean, Thomas Paine, you know, that whole no prophet is welcome in their hometown. They, Thomas Paine is sparked the revolution and everyone loved him. And for a little while, 
and his funeral is like basically unattended because he had made wow. enemies of all these people because he continued to be intellectually consistent. None of them did. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that, well that's Pat- what... Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry said that like at the Constitutional Convention that he was like, you know, you don't have a right to establish a centralized government in the name of the people. We just fought to get out from under one. Yeah. Like there was a lot of people who were like, well, and if you learn about that in school, because again, tie this back in, if you learn about that in school, that isn't what they say is that, oh, the founding fathers legitimately argued that they just gotten done fighting this and this didn't make any sense to just reestablish the same damn thing. Yeah, they, exactly. yeah they, they gloss over and they go, oh, well, there were some people who debated certain aspects of the Constitution. And it's like, no, they did literally debated whether the Constitution needed to exist at all. Yeah, there was, there's yeah, exactly. a lot of there's a lot of them that, that refused to sign it at all unless they included yeah. some sort of like that, that, like literally, that's the reason the Bill of Rights exists was to appease the people that yeah. did, that didn't want to sign the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and they didn't want yeah. to sign it because they recognized it for what it was, which was a power yeah. grab. Mm-hmm. And I mean, make no mistake, Washington. If you look at his life and you really study him, the fact that he supported that power grab as soon as he had the power is absolutely predictable. Yep. That guy was all about power grabs. He wanted power. He wanted money. He wanted influence. He was he was probably a full-on narcissist. I mean, realistically. Like, he had the ability to inspire and everything, but he also was completely full of himself and absolutely convinced that he should be amazing. Because, like, I mean, the guy intentionally marries a widow who's rich so that he can get a bunch of money because he's a second-born son, doesn't have money himself. Um, and because he misspent the money that he inherited when his brother died and he inherited the farm so badly that he was in debt. So he marries this rich woman so that he can get more money and more power and everything else. Um, that was Martha Washington, by the way, if anyone's wondering. Um, he does that. He constantly has no problem with taking all of the glory for himself. I mean, the entire reason... Yeah, he, he like, But before the war started, like... He had, he he conscripted his own military uniform. Yeah, like but before the war even started, like like he he knew it was coming, and he conscripted he conscripted his own military uniform, and literally literally like one of the reasons that they made him a general was because he had a uniform, and because he had lobbied for it. Yeah, he asked <laughs> to be a general. He asked to be a general. Put that in contrast with Robert E. Lee when. Uh, the state of Virginia secedes and then makes him the commander of the army of Northern Virginia. And the very first words in his acceptance speech are, I would that it had fallen to an abler man. Mm -hmm. Like he's super humble and he's arguably one of the greatest military minds Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. he He didn't want it to come to that. Yeah. He hadn't wanted it to come to that. He didn't want to fight. He didn't want, I mean, cause he'd served, yeah, with the United States Army in the Mexican-American War. Yep, he didn't want to fight any of these people, and he certainly didn't want to have to be in command of sending Virginia boys to die against people that he considered might as well be their brothers. He didn't want to do this, and then contrast that with Washington, who was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be a general. We're going to go ahead. Yeah, We're none of none of this of which is taught in regular schooling." Uh-uh. Oh yeah, you have to be in a, in, a, in a very specialized, like post high school, you know, study, in order to in order to ever learn any of this stuff. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, you know, and like in, in high school, I literally got told, okay, so if you know the Whiskey Rebellion, Washington meets a significant army that's marching on the Capitol, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and this is a significant army and he's got to meet them in the field and he meets them in the field, gives them exactly one chance, go home or you're going to die. They don't go home. They fight him. He slaughters them, kills hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, if not thousands. I don't remember the exact number. It's not a battle I've looked at very closely, but he kills a ton of them. And then they finally wave the white flag. The way it's explained in high school, the high school kids with the Whiskey Rebellion is, well, they didn't want to have to be taxed for the whiskey because they thought that winning the war meant that they weren't going to get taxed anymore. (laughs) So Washington went out and met them and talked to them and convinced them to all go home. Like, that's literally almost verbatim what I got told about it in high school. I'm like, convince them all to go home. Like, he just, like, they make it sound like he just went and talked to them and was like, hey, guys, look, we just really, we need to pay for this. (laughs) And like my teacher actually <laughs> said that, that he told them like, oh, we need to pay for this for, you know, we need this for the war to pay for all of our debts to France and everything else. And, and we got a lot of debts we got to cover. So we just really need the, the taxation. And then they all went home. And I'm like, even then, because I was, I've been in to history my entire life. I was like, that isn't what happened at all. He literally fought a battle. There were cannons. Like <laughs> this was not a discussion. This yeah, was right. a fight. Like, <laughs> I just want to point out that of, course 16 year old andrew is there was cannons well i'm just pointing out like you don't don't bring you don't bring an artillery corps to a sit down round table discussion are you kidding me you asked me if you unless it's anarchy among friends yeah exactly like like we're not gonna bring cannons to this discussion and yes and she would told me no to buy a french 75 by the way i just want to point out that that's well you know it would make it way more interesting together, if we bring yeah. the cannons. Yeah, <laughs> if we ever if we ever get together, there's gonna be a cannon involved, and when it goes yeah. off, we're gonna have to drink one <laughs> hits like every time. <laughs> Boom! We'll yeah. get a huge cannon that we can launch out of. We can meet him out in California because it's legal in California. Yeah, it's not considered a firearm if it's black powder and muzzle loading. Mm-hmm. Ha ha! We we're blowing up anvils. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Duck. <laughs> we, we have to we have to get to this article um because it, it was it was actually requested i was asked to asked to have you guys do this article uh indiana school superintendent arrested for allegedly using insurance to help a sick student uh, the superintendent of an indiana school district was arrested and faces fraud charges for allegedly using her son's name to help a sick student receive medical treatment. Uh, Casey Smitherman, the superintendent of Elwood Community School Corporation, was charged with insurance fraud, identity deception, uh, insurance application fraud, and official official misconduct. Uh, Police in Elwood, Indiana, say they received a tip that that Smitherman Took a 15-year-old student to urgent care on January 9th after the child after the teenager missed school because he had a sore throat. Uh, Madison County Prosecutor Rodney Cummins told NBC News that Smitherman took the student to one urgent care location but was denied because she is not his guardian. That's when Smither uh, Smitherman took the student to St. Vincent Med in Elwood and used 
her insurance to have the student evaluated under her son's name. Smitherman told police that she worried about the student when he did not show up for school and went by his house and saw that he was ill. Uh, she said after leaving urgent care, she went to CVS Pharmacy to have a prescription filled for amoxicillin again using her insurance and her son's name. Smitherman said she did not contact child welfare authorities because she feared that the student would be placed in a foster home. Smitherman also said that she has helped the student in the past by buying clothes for him and cleaning his home. Uh, Cummings said that the student does not live at home with his parents and is under the care of a relative. <sighs> yeah, she uh, was arrested for f fraud and for helping a sick student. Uh, a sick some. student who had strep throat. Yeah. I mean, so, he actually needed antibiotics. There was something legitimately wrong with him that could have killed him if anybody's unfamiliar with untreated strep throat. So, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to be the voice or the unpopular voice here. Um I think that yes, they, she should have been able to help him by bringing him in. However, <gasps> I don't necessarily blame the insurance company it wasn't the insurance company i know what but if the insurance company, company huh? found out about it it doesn't matter they're still gonna throw a fit oh the insurance company like i i i agree with 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 what you're with what you're, you're the point you're getting at with the insurance company um at best at best like all this should boil down to is the insurance saying we're not going to pay for it because exactly. because you violated you know our our, our contractual agreement Mm -hmm. like, and like, that's like, where I was going with that. Yeah, is, yeah. I think that she should have, if she was going to help this kid, pay out of pocket. Like, well, I, I, it, 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 all, it all depends. It all depends on the on the words of the contract that she signed with the insurance company. Right. Well, not only that, but I mean, so he, the thing is, like, the yes, the insurance company should not have to cover him because. It, depending on the wording, but assuming that it's a standard insurance contract, mm -hmm. if they're not named, they don't get covered. So no, the insurance should not have to cover them. But keep in mind, the only reason she even said that he was her kid is because otherwise they wouldn't treat him at all because she wasn't his guardian. guardian. She wasn't mm -hmm. saying, I need to know what's going on. She wasn't saying, I need to be in the room or anything else. She was just like, I need you to take care of a sick child. And they said, no based on government regulation and then because she had to lie to treat somebody who needed help because of government regulation the government threw her in a cage right no and i totally and, agree. and she's and she's probably going to lose her job over this yeah and she's going to lose her job for taking care of somebody who needed it which is the whole point of being a fucking teacher yeah and you're a teacher you you're you're a school administrator like your job is to take care of these kids to a certain extent. Like that is an understanding between the parents and you for better or worse. That is the understanding. And so she was doing that. She was taking care of a child who needed to be taken care of and they wouldn't treat him. And so now she's getting arrested. And who the hell is actually hurt by this other than the insurance company who would just deny the claim anyway. <laughs> that like that, that's, that's what it comes down to in my opinion is, is there, there's, Nobody was hurt, right? Nobody was nobody was physically harmed in any way. All the insurance company has to say is we're not going to pay, right? And but and that and that's the end of it. And like they can cancel her her insurance with them. Like, yeah. I mean, the only other thing that I can think of is so 
playing that out. Okay, so the insurance says, no, we're not going to pay. But then who is actually responsible for that bill? Does that go to her? She can legally say, that's not my problem, not my kid. But he can't but be that's held responsible because he's also a minor. That's a civil matter. Yeah, that's that's a civil matter. And and I could I could even argue that she's liable for it because she signed the papers. Yeah, that's so true. she'd still be liable for it. And that's, that's and she should be liable for it. And it sounds like she probably wouldn't have a problem because the first time she took him in and tried at one location, mm -hmm. she tried to do it with just assuming the financial liability of it. And they said no because, well, but you're not his guardian, so we're not legally allowed to help him. I mean, like, it, yeah, like in, in some states, 12 year olds can get abortions and, and birth control without telling the, telling the parents. But wow. a kid can't see a doctor for strep throat? Yeah. <laughs> Just. Yeah, it's fucking insane. I, it's, I just can't believe I can't believe that you would actually arrest, literally arrest someone for helping a sick child that needed it when the state interfered in the first place because of its healthcare regulations. Mm -hmm. I just doing my job. Yep. Yeah. I don't make the rules. Yeah, I don't make the rules. I only contribute to a police union that lobbies millions of dollars every year. To <laughs> make the rules. Oh, let's find out how I mean, to be fair, she could have waited till he was on his deathbed and then brought him in, and then they would have. Yeah, if he was literally dying, like actually in the process of dying. It... If, it, if it developed into scarlet fever, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, he's got Scarlet Fever, so I guess we'll go ahead and trade him, but... I mean, this kid clearly needs help, you know? He's he's not even living at home, so clearly there's an issue with his parents. He's living with a relative. She helped him with the foster care situation, all this other stuff, like... Yeah, uh, civil, servic, uh, civil servants and public officials uh, since 1998 have spent $1.455 billion uh, on lobbying. Yeah. Oh, I don't make the rules. I just spend one, almost one and a half billion dollars <laughs> to influence the people who make the rules. Yeah, no, you still make the friggin' Oh, and I give those rules teeth. Or otherwise, mm -hmm. they just be meaningless words on paper. But, oh, I'm not responsible for that. No, you're completely freaking responsible. These cops are absolutely morally abhorrent, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Yep. Absolutely ashamed. Agree more. Yep. Culpability. All right, speaking of being ashamed, uh, Utah gun rights activist faces felony firearms and drug charges. This is uh, the co-owner of Utah Gun Exchange who went on the road last year in a military-style armored vehicle to counter the March for Our Lives rallies and town halls along the Florida coast now faces felony drug and firearms charges. Uh, Brian Melchor, 46 of Sandy, was charged Thursday in the 3rd District Court with drug distribution plus five counts of purchase, transfer, possession, and use of a firearm by a restricted person all third-degree felonies. Officials served a warrant on Melchior's home on November 13th and found 30 firearms, quote, more than a pound of marijuana, numerous THC products, 
and more than $36,000 of cash, according to the charges. Police noted that because Melchior was in possession of a controlled substance, he was restricted from having a firearm. Yeah, there's a specific law. They write that specifically so they can tell yep. exactly what they're doing here. Yep. Uh, three days before the charges were formally filed, the Salt Lake County uh, District Attorney's Office filed a complaint for forfeiture. It details that in addition to the more than 36000 found in the home, police also seized quote, numerous, self, numerous silver pieces, coins, and bars in 84 containers with an estimated value of $12,970. They also stole a bunch of money from him. Yep. This $36,000 uh, in money and then $12,987 in silver. Yeah. They, they just wow. stole it because, oh, well, we can because the last said forfeiture, which well, Donald fucking Trump said he loves. Yeah. yeah, well, and they specifically, if I remember this article correctly, they specifically said that they, they, uh, grabbed that because it was clearly from his yeah, that's, drug that's, uh, selling and his gun selling. Yeah, uh, the prop quote, the property was seized because there is probable cause to believe it is evidence of a crime. It has used yep. or was intended to be used to commit a crime and it's the proceeds of a crime. Yep. yep. Uh, during the search of Melchior's home, quote, officers located numerous guns gun suppressors, pieces of silver, including coins and bars and numerous safes, and safe which and safes which contained marijuana. Officers located glass pipes, bongs, grinders, packaging materials, and additional drug paraphernalia. Mr. Melchior had had multiple items of THC edibles, including e-cig cartridges, THC syrups, packages of marijuana, hemp wraps, dabs, nectar sticks and boxes, and pills. First of all, I want to party with this dude. Yeah, motherfucker, dude, you are. I, I will party with you anytime. You sound like you know how to have a good time. In suppressors and freaking gold and silver and just a ton of pot. Dude. <laughs> okay, so like, I would consider myself far more of an average human than you guys because you guys pay attention way, way more than I do. Um,. <laughs> But as an average American, and, you know, I've, I've known a lot of drug dealers in my past, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that none of us know how to transfer change money, like regular green money, into gold and silver. Like, none of us. None of us yeah, have any clue on how that does probably doesn't that. know how to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that none well, of us. Well, and I'm fairly certain that the average drug dealer does not, in fact, go, yo, I can't exchange this money. I'm going to need silver. <laughs> right. Right. Like, dude, stop watching John Wick, okay? The, nobody deals in gold coin. This doesn't work <laughs> like that. All right? That isn't how that works. Okay. Got to get on that level, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Theoretically, theoretically, you could. Theoretically, you could. Like, you can use it to buy Bitcoin, and then you can go – you can use Bitcoin on um, uh, jmbullion.com uh, to buy silver, and they actually give you, like, a 10% discount if you use cryptocurrency to buy silver. Interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Well, noted. So theoretically, theoretically, you could launder drug money if you used like Bitcoin ATMs. Right. Huh. If you actually, if you actually believe that money laundering is truly a thing, I mean, like that. 
according to the tapes that I had to watch every single year when I worked at the casino for like oh, five yeah. years. Oh yeah, Jesus. Money laundering is a real problem. It's a very real problem that these people earn money <laughs> that they don't want the IRS to know about. Um, <laughs> even the IRS doesn't care. To be fair, you can literally write drug dealer as your occupation as long as you're paying your taxes on it. They don't care. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not even like that's legitimate. Like they just don't care. They just want to want to get their cut. And tell exactly. me that's not a criminal organization. Yeah, tell me it's not a freaking criminal organization. I don't care if you're running <laughs> drugs or guns or prostitution, as long as I get my cut. That's all that matters, man. Um, but it's like, but I'm totally not the mob. Um, because they look like it, look at it like you're operating on their territory. Yeah, right. exactly. You're in their territory, so you you have to pay them the toll. And you know what? what? Like, it. I'd be okay with it if the government was like, now. If totally the government was actually the mob, yeah, hey, hey, at least it's efficient. You well, know, it's efficient. reliable. It's also telling yeah, but, the truth at that point. Yeah, that's not at least the fucking mob has like a code of ethics. Yeah, and the mob even <laughs> has a code of ethics, and they straight up will tell you if you do this, I'll no, kill you. No, not only do they have a code of ethics, but they stick to it. Exactly, right? yeah, they absolutely stick to it. On pain of death, in most cases, they stick to it. Um, so, and they turn a profit. So, look at that. But yeah, right, they don't run a deficit. Yeah. So. <laughs> We wouldn't but, have you to know, shut down the government to find where, where out where we for the mob? finance a wall. Yeah. <laughs> if the mob decided they wanted to finance a wall, they would. <laughs> right? <laughs> you just got to convince get that shit done real quick. Yeah, at least the Sicilians <laughs> in New York and New Jersey, you just got to convince them. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and it won't take that much. If you've ever met Sicilians in New York or New Jersey, it's not going to take that much to convince them. Those damn Mexicans can't be coming in here anymore. They'll agree with you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, I'm part Sicilian. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I rest my case. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the the I mean, this guy is the all of this is it's the legal shotgun approach. Yeah, it. That's like, why that law exists. It says, well, if you have drugs, then automatically you're a prohibited person. Well, it, it, not, not only that, not only, not only that, but like it, it plays into the civil asset forfeiture part, right? Every everything that this guy touched, they can now claim, or everything that this guy had, they can now claim that uh, it, it 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 came because of of the the illegal things that he was doing, right? Yeah, it's all, evidence of a crime. Yeah, the 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 cash, all the silver, uh, his house, the safes, the guns. Legally the truck. not the, the the truck, the Bearcat, like all that stuff, all that stuff that they can take now, uh, mm -hmm. and claim it was you know illegal proceeds. Right. I, I am curious though. And, and the worst, the worst part is, is I don't know how it is in in Utah in particular, uh, but I know in most places, uh, most cities and most states, um, that the police departments get to keep a percentage. Yep. Yeah, yeah. which is why they do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's they, they're yeah. incentivized. Yeah, friggin' yeah, Milwaukee yeah. has Milwaukee actually has a Lamborghini police car that straight up says, <laughs> yeah, from Antioch, a drug dealer. Yeah, and Antioch, Antioch, Antioch PD has a Plymouth Prowler. Yeah, because it was seized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I pimp that was uh, goes by the name Little Shorty. I know the guy. <laughs> you know the guy they stole the car from. Yeah, I know the I know the guy that. <laughs> So Jason has some hookups here. Like he's in good company. I, I I am like one of like 
white people in this ghetto, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I know some folks. Although, to be fair, he shouldn't be that upset about losing a Plymouth Prowler because they're a fair bit of crap anyway. But Oh, he's got this beautiful 82, like, Oldsmobile. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> oh, so nice. He said, of course he does. It's so nice. It's, it's got this, this red velvet interior. Of oh, course he does. <laughs> super, super pimp. It is. Let me guess. It's got it's like a 16 switch dashboard and everything. No, no, he hates that crap. <laughs> really? Wow, that's and actually it, it, he, he hates donks. Also, it's sitting on some uh some 14 inch Daytons. Oh, yeah, it's pretty tasteful anyway. Yeah. Now, I guess my my curiosity comes in with this guy. Of did he at least remember to tell them that that's all personal use? It was all for personal use. Well, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, it was it was over a pound. Right, but that, that's my, a, that's above and beyond personal use. Uh, my question is, it says that it was all in safes. How the hell did they get in? Exactly. Was he dumb enough to leave his safes open? Oh, with, with, with the warrant, with the warrant, they'll bring in a, they'll bring in a locksmith. Right, they can bring in a locksmith or a, a safe cracker, but there's a hell of a lot of safes out there that are specifically <laughs> here to defeat that. Yeah. And according to the Supreme Court, you are under absolutely no obligation to provide that code for them to get in. So, even with the warrant, even with yeah, even with the warrant, you are actually it's considered part of the Fourth Amendment. It's it, it's covered under the Fifth yeah. Amendment. Uh, fifth Amendment, right? um, not incriminate yourself. So yeah. you don't even have to unlock. Like if you have a lock on your phone, you don't have to unlock your phone either because if you do, it's considered them forcing you to self-incriminate in a violation uh. of the Fifth Amendment. Yeah, and this is why we should be married. That way, they can't try. And so they can't me. force you to yeah. testify it's, against me. That's it's it's one it's the the same sort of thing that uh, uh Ross Ulbricht didn't give them the password to his Bitcoin wallet. Right. Yeah. Because they can't force you to do it. But I'm just wondering, like, there's because there's some safes and they're expensive, but there are safes out there that if you tried to drill into them, you're locking them forever. Plain and simple, you're gonna have to cut your way in. Which I uh, there's there's an argument to be made here for the, that most safes are made of the same gauge steel, um, and you can't you can go through the side with a cutoff wheel, and then there's like the the two inches of fireproofing. Yep. Then the another another sheet of metal. That so one I, the the safes that uh, survived the California wildfires. Uh, the, the campfire, yeah, the Liberty safes. Yeah, Liberty safes. Those are actually Liberty, yeah. Liberty Liberty gave those Liberty gave those people new safes. By the way, I yeah, saw that they, on Facebook the other day. Yeah, they they actually they always do. That's actually a guarantee from them. As yeah. if they're actually damaged, if they are either broken into or fire damaged or anything, they will replace them for free lifetime. Also, so. speaking of drug use, uh, who who's who <laughs> was, uh, the one that decided to name that the camp, campfire and what drugs were they on? So I avoid them going. It's out just, there. It was uh, the fire started along Cap, Camp Creek Road. Uh -huh, so instead of calling sense. it the Camp Creek Fire, they just went campfire because they're like, oh, it's just a little campfire. Ignore the fact that it's burning your house down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Ignore the fact that it's going at like 80 yards a minute. It's a big-ass yeah. camp. That's <sighs> <laughs> just... Well, to be fair... Smokey the Bear is going, I can fix this. I can fix... Actually, no. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. The rest of the country was like... PG&E, I can I can do a I can do a whole two hour thing myself on PG&E. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. 
That's why. That's why PG and E is why it was named the campfire. Is all is all minimalization. We have to come up with some 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 sort of get ready. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, damage from, control. Yeah. All right. From from one stupidity to another, and I have to do this one because you're in Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. City of Milwaukee writes one hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars worth of parking tickets during the weekend storm. One weekend. Um, yeah. The newest numbers are out, show thousands of drivers ended up with parking tickets after the latest snowstorm in Milwaukee. The city cashed in by writing $168,000 worth of tickets to people who are ignored the alternate side parking lot. Those rules were in effect for just 14 hours during Saturday night and Sunday morning, and again Sunday night and Monday morning. It means workers were writing 300 tickets an hour during the time period. And this is during the storm, as the snow is coming down. Do you think that they're going to get workmen's count for their um, their? Oh, like, they're going to get carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel. tunnel, yeah. Well, do they actually even have to write them anymore? Or do they just have a thing that print, prints them out. No, oh, that's a good point. Uh, that's true. Yeah, they just probably type them in. Yeah. Yeah. Which means still carpal tunnel. Yeah, carpal tunnel in your thumbs. Like, oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so brave. Yeah, um, the Department of Public Works issued this statement uh, to drivers of the tickets. Quote, parked vehicles should not impede the flow of traffic in the travel lane. This includes both the streetcar route and the other city roadways. If a vehicle cannot be properly parked flush to the curb and out of the flow of traffic, whether due to snow or otherwise, then we discourage individuals from parking in that particular spot. The city's priority is to ensure safe conditions on the roadways for all users and reserves the right to ticket and or tow when an improperly parked vehicle disrupts the flow of traffic. And they will freaking tow. Reserves the right to ticket yeah. and or tow a improperly parked vehicle. Right, which means you don't actually have to be on the wrong side of the road. You can just be too far out. And again, notice that they said whether it's because yep. of snow or otherwise. Uh, issue to cars not flush, not flush to the curb. I mean, think it. So because they didn't plow, their plows didn't plow close enough to the curb for me to be able to park up against the curb. I either right. have to park my car turned like this on the snow and hope I can get back off of it again, yep. or I risk having my car towed. In the middle of a snowstorm, when I might not be home, yeah, you know, right. All because subjectively you were not parked close enough to the curb. Yep. Yeah. Or subjectively you may be impeding traffic, or sub subjectively you were not parked in a coordinates with a totally. Well, considering the amount of snow that came down, I mean, you want to tell me what traffic am I impeding? Do you right. see traffic? Are you kidding me? We're getting dumped on right now. No one is out. I'm impeding nothing. Hey, 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 hey. The, the dog team had to drive, had to, had to go around you. <laughs> well, Did you not see all those, all those huskies? They were inconvenient. In, in that logic, then how is, like, lacrosse city able to make those weird, like, loops into our uh, oh, intersections? Those are literally one vehicle can get in and out of the intersection those are in milwaukee too yeah. you, you you have these stupid so what they did and i don't know if they have them anywhere else this might just be here is dumb enough probably um, but they yes. at intersections in order to literally the intention is to impede the flow of traffic yep 
to slow people down, even oh, though they do it at roundabouts. With stop oh, not even, not even roundabouts. No, this is so much dumber. So, yeah, even intersections with stop signs. So you want to talk about slowing down traffic. I have to literally stop. This is, this is useless. Um, they actually have these little, like, bump-ins at the intersections of about half a car width on both sides that narrow the street so much that if a bus, city bus is coming through the intersection, a car cannot pass through. When we say car, I mean even a Prius. Like we're talking, we're talking like Chevy, Sonic, Ford, Fiesta, little they they can't even fit. Yeah, another reason, yet another reason to drive a lifted vehicle. Yeah, because I can just go up and over and go through yeah. your frigging or, or that bitch. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's ridiculous though because like they they do that and those are in Milwaukee too. They have them in intersections in Milwaukee all over the place too. And those have got to be what three and a half feet. Yeah, easily. Um, so they actually if I'm less, put, they had to put little reflectors on them so that way the plows. Yeah, didn't so hit the them. plows didn't keep taking chunks out of them as they're trying to plow the street. So because they're also arbitrary in yeah. lacrosse, anyway, they are. Yeah, you like, never know what intersection they're going to. They're be. on one end of the intersection, but not on both. Um. Or going through this way, but not that way. Yeah. Oh. They're just, on one street, and then but, they won't be for another seven but blocks. They're, but they're they're three feet in. So what you're telling me is that you're going to tow my car because you couldn't plow close enough, and so I had to park far enough into traffic that I affected the flow of traffic as much as features that you built into the road. Yeah, right. <laughs> you did that. Oh, really? fucking really <laughs> like and that's and before this show i looked this up and because i was super curious about um you know uh, as far as uh here in lacrosse and i found that not only statistically because it's the alternate side parking thing is the bane of our existence here in wisconsin yep. um because it's constantly an issue i got what four tickets last year uh yeah and the only reason we stopped getting them is because i'm forced you to start paying attention because they started going yeah. up to 60 bucks a pop. Yeah, they go up. After it's 10 bucks like the first three, and then they double for three, and then they double again, and yep. and eventually they boot and tow your car. And then they won't give them back, your car back either. Yeah, they'll actually seize it. Um, yeah, because you were parked improperly. And then, and then sell it, sell it for yep. I don't yeah. know. More than what like you actually and, yeah, exactly like they did stealing all my tools. But I looked it up and now keep in mind, Wisconsin has had not that much snow the past few years. Like, it's been snowless, like, what was it, four years ago, three years ago, that we actually had a, a Christmas Eve that we could be out in T-shirts. Yeah. Like, it was, yep. so, like, there was no snow on the ground or anything else. Nine out of ten tickets, nine out of ten tickets for alternate side parking got written on nights where there was no snow on the ground. 90% and to put that in perspective how even more insane it is alternate side parking uh, last year brought in more than $130,000 in oh, lacrosse shit. a city of 66,000 people shit and 9 out of 10 of those tickets that brought in that over $130,000 there wasn't even snow on the ground now, again, the, the ticketing process goes like this. You get your first ticket, $10. After 10 days, that goes to $20. 
after um, ten Nine. more days after that. I, I thought it was like ninety days after that. No, it's yeah. ten more days. Ten more days. It then goes up to forty dollars, where it continues to sit for about four months, and then they suspend your they driver's suspend license. Your, no, they don't suspend your driver's license. Oh, registration. your registration. Yeah, they take away your registration. That's the first ticket. And then if your car is still parked out on the street with the expired registration, they'll tow it. Yep. And then if you get three of these within uh, the year, you then will start getting them at $20. And then if you get a fourth one, it's $40. And now these are the starting prices, not the increases right, if, if you, you don't, don't pay, pay them. it. Because um, it doubles after 10 days. So if it's a $20 ticket, it turns into 40 in 10 days. And in 20 days, it turns into a $60 ticket. That's yep. a, ni that's a nice racket the mob has there. Right? Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous, and they're doing this. They're doing this when there's no snow on the ground. So of course nobody's moving their car because why would I need to move my car for you to plow when there's no snow and for you to plow? The reason they started seizing yeah. vehicles, and I guarantee I don't have a, a source for this, but I can guarantee you this is the thought process. I had a friend like three years ago. He just he worked from home. He didn't move his vehicle all winter, so every other day he was getting a ticket, and he didn't pay it. So at the end of the season, he would go in and pay like four or five hundred dollars, and then he'd be clear. He was paying a parking fee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they read the parking space. So before. at that point, I think what they did is they decided, well, too many people are doing this. Uh huh. And that's why now they're seizing your vehicle. Yeah, they'll seize your vehicle. You're not, you're and you have to go through. Enough. You have to yeah. pay all of the money and go through this great big process to get it back and blah blah blah. Yeah, but I mean, five five thousand dollars for the vehicle plus plus all the expenses. Is a lot more than four or five hundred dollars in ticket. Yeah, yep. well, yeah, that's and that's yeah, and that's the thing is that they and and when people complain, the response of the Lacrosse Police Department for when people complained was, well, if we don't enforce it, then the city's going to lose revenue. And I think we've talked about this before on this show. But yeah, like and exactly. Sparta just fuck you, lose <laughs> revenue. Yeah, fuck you. And then the Sparta police, and completely on the other end of things, like last year, because we were bitching about it, and it was in our town council at the time. Sparta police actually came out with an announcement, put it in the news, and went, "Hey guys, yeah, we're um, not going to enforce lacrosse. Is going to keep charging you even there's snow, no snow." We actually believe it's a safety issue, so we're only going to charge it if there's yeah, snow. Yeah, if there's snow and you don't move your vehicle in time. Because the thing is, it's only enforced from what, from 4 p or like, what's it? Hang on. It's um, from 1 a.m. I actually have it from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. Yep. November 1st through April 1st. Yep. So that's it. So that means that even if you pull up in front of your house and run in real quick and run right back out, if the cop happens to be going by, you can be ticketed for parking on the wrong side of the street. Yep. Holy shit. Like literally three seconds and they will ticket you. Now I do um, have to also give props to the Sparta police when uh, like somebody's chickens got out. Yeah, the chicken. Hey, there's a chicken in the road. If someone and they could... totally wrote up the report like it was a suspect. It was yeah, fantastic. Suspect <laughs> is like a foot and a half high, orange. Um <laughs> Oh, yeah. right, I got, I got, I got one more. I want to jump on it. All right. Uh, Maryland's red flag law is more than three hundred times in the past three months. Mullen fucking law, babe. Yep. On Tuesday, law, on Tuesday, this is a uh, this article is from January eighteenth, which was my birthday. 
so this is the, the Tuesday before it. On Tuesday, lawmakers got an update on the controversial red flag bill that went into effect back in October. Officials say that since the bill went into effect, more than 300 requests have been made to remove firearms from individuals. According to the Montgomery County Sheriff, at least five of those protective orders have been school-related threats, with four of them being significant enough to take firearms. And although law, local lawmakers say they're happy to see the guns off the street, they're still concerned with the number of requests that have come in. Quote, I look at it differently. Or I look at it differently. It concerns me that there have been 300 cases. The areas that I represent, Worcester, uh, Wicomo, W-I-C-O-M-I-C-O. I don't know how to pronounce that. Wicomico or Wicomico? I don't know. Counties counties have some of the lowest areas. Unfortunately, I believe that Worcester County uh, may have worked. um, Officials add that Maryland is among the eight states that passed the type of legislation after the tragedy of the Parkland High School. Florida shooting back in February. So, yeah, 300 cases. In, th- in three months. Yeah, one of the first ones, one of the first cases, they murdered the guy. Yeah, they yeah. wound up killing him because he was re- following in the founding fathers of the damn state he's in's footsteps mm-hmm. and shooting yeah. at someone that showed up at his house to take his freaking guns. Yeah, that's that's three that's three a day. That's three. Yeah. You know, and they tell you the 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 conservatives and neocons will tell you all the time. Oh, police would never enforce. You know, gun confiscation, blah 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 blah. Who the fuck do you think's gonna do it? Well, well there, the you, there you go, motherfuckers. The requests right? are made by the police department. This is three hundred requests by police when they have quote unquote credible reasons, and they're doing a hundred a month for yeah. three solid months. Three, three a day. Yeah. I mean, think about that, too. And they said most of them are they're talking about the school-related ones, which means that it isn't even the owner of the guns who's making any threat. It's their kid. And they come and take their guns. They're looking for any freaking excuse they can. Yep. Not, not only that, not only that, but we, we can even we can even put, go tinfoil about this for a second here. All these requests are made. Like, they're all police reports, right? Those are de facto registration. Yep. Because we know X, Y, and Z have these guns now. That's true. Right? Yep. So not so not only not only are they, they violating their oath to the Second Amendment, like not that I support that piece of paper, but uh, not 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 only are they are they ignoring their 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 oaths to office and, and all that good stuff, but now they also have a de facto registration of the people that have firearms. And yep. this is this is Maryland, this is Maryland too. So I mean, they they already have like really strict gun control, and yep. now they and now they have registration. Yep. So yeah, you wonder why Baltimore is a fucking shithole. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna keep making requests on anybody they find out has guns, plain say, and simple, so that they can keep track of everybody that has guns. I was gonna say, oh, does anybody sure. know the statistic on how many of those uh, three hundred reports um, were those guns unregistered or? Were they also already on registries? Because like that they would purchased through a, a dealer. I mean, yeah. Because I mean, that would be an interesting statistic to see. Is how many of these guns? They're probably registered because how else would they know? 
Yeah, exactly. Well, unless they had to somebody's have, saying yeah, something. Well, somebody had to have known that they had guns, but I mean, too, it's also yeah. going to be, it's also, which is also why everybody lose them now in, you know, in boating accidents right now. Just exactly. Everything. But <laughs> I brought them out in a vlogger with me. Like, and people love to laugh about like all of the, you know, the hidden compartments and stuff that people put in their houses. But look, the past two articles, like both the, the dude with the pot and the guns and now this, you, there's a reason to have hidey holes for things that are almost impossible to see. And those reasons are going to only become very apparent when you run into exactly these situations where they show up and want to take your shit. And well, what are they going to do if they can't find it? What are they going to do if they have no idea where it is and they can't track down your stuff? They're going to imprison you. Like think yeah. about think about the guy think about the guy that got busted with all the pot and the gold and stuff. What would happen if he'd had the had stash boxes hidden in his house behind fake electrical outlets or something, and mm-hmm. had all of his gold and silver in there? Well, they can seize his cash, but they don't know that that stuff's there. They don't even know to look for it. So at least you still yep. have some reserves. But the argument then comes in is you're going to hear from people, but, but why would you need those stashing points? Because, I mean, if you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing yeah. Chris, Christopher Danielson in the, in the comments, he says, stand by. Beep. Yeah. I'm sure he's looking up that statistic exactly. for me. No, he's well, he's, well, he's talking about like. Beep. Yeah, the shot time. <laughs> That's true. Let's see what our timing is between shots. What, what do we you get done with it? And you check it and you're like, hmm, not bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I always shoot better when I'm on the clock. So let's go ahead and do this. All right. <laughs> but it's, that's, that's why, that's why it drives me nuts too, with all these people, you know, and it's, and it's something I've been harping on a lot lately, but it needs to be harped on again with the idea that like look they are taking guns they are showing up to people speaking out against government people advocating for rebellion people doing these things they are actively yeah see those Ar- armed armed abolitionists exactly i'm sorry yeah. that my boyfriend has uh, gotten you back into your obsession <laughs> thank you andrew <laughs> <laughs> the morale patches oh yeah um, I'm actually planning on one that says I don't believe in anything. I'm just here for the violence. Yeah. Um, but, yes. <laughs> but like, that's, that's the whole thing though, is it like people, especially anarchists, because we talk against government all the time. We are targets for this. Mm-hmm. We have a oh, giant yeah, target painted on our freaking backs for this and everywhere that this gets instituted, <laughs> we're going to be people they move on. So all of these, all of the, uh, the, the gloritarians, the gloricists, if you will, who are all about the vacuous public action and showing up in public with their guns at armed rallies and really showing off, I have weapons and talking about their weapons really majorly and showing everything they have in photos and videos and everything else. The people who are doing all of this, you are making yourself a massive freaking target. Oh, yeah. Understand that they will come for your weapons. Yeah, I don't know shit. On, on on the flip side of that argument, <laughs> on the flip side of that argument though is is uh, those that are afraid to speak out against their government are already slaves. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's true, and you totally should. And I'm not saying don't do that. What I'm saying is understand you'd better be ready to actually put your money where your mouth is 
because that time is going to come soon because one like Tony Evers here, our new communist dictator in Wisconsin is already pushing for a red flag law. Just that, like, like, like the, the, the podcast that, that you and I did with, uh, uh, with Polly and Shane, um, like we, we talked about that. We talked about the, 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 the necessary, uh, the means of defense, not only, not only the ability of defense, but the, uh, willingness to defend. Exactly. Uh, you know, I did, I did an episode of Liberty under attack, uh, the end of 2017 with Ben Stone and Shane and the, the artist, the, the, the podcast is called putting bloody six feet under. Yeah. Like and, and we, we, we literally talked about ardent self-defense uh, among other things. Well, yeah. And you, you have to absolutely be prepared and not only that, but the, the best, I, a lot of people say the best defense is a good offense, but the second best defense is a really good defense. All right. So <laughs> I mean by by military standards it takes what like 7 to 1 to root a, a bunkered enemy or, or 8 to 1 to 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 root out a bunkered enemy. Yeah, it takes yeah, significantly yeah. any attacker versus a defender. The attacker is very 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 much at an advantage. Oh, yeah. And numerical and armed superiority in a Way bigger ratio. I mean, even just well, not only that, but it requires a supply line. And if you're talking about like in terms of war, well, yeah, you need that. But I mean, you what you need though to to remember is that this is happening right now. Like we're seeing this happen right now, and this uh, is yeah, for dystopian reality. This is literally yeah. happening now. Yeah, Chris, Christopher well, Dan- this time. Christopher Daniels in the comments, he said, uh, I've had my truck searched for, quote, illegal weapons because an activist judge issued a warrant based on the fact that the cop who pulled me over for speeding three miles per hour over saw a spent casing in my center console. Pulled from the vehicle, handcuffed, disarmed, and had to watch while two cops tore my truck apart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Over so, a spent case. What, Christopher, what state are you in? He's in Wisconsin. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's that, one of our personal friends. Yeah, he's, oh, that's awesome. he's about forty-five minutes away from me. <laughs> so, um, so he's a weapons like in, like a uh, enthusiast. Uh, well, enthusiast, but I'm <laughs> thinking like he's a hunter safety instructor. He's a aficionado. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's happening here in Wisconsin already, and that was before Evers took over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Cal- California has a gun confiscation team. Like the, the the state police have a gun confiscation team, and like their entire point is to go around and confiscate fi- firearms from people. <coughs> um, he said he said it happened. He said it happened ten miles from Andrew's house. Yeah, so it happens, man, and it even happens in a traditionally pretty conservative area and traditionally conservative state. Um, I mean, obviously, like we have Madison, and that's not conservative. We have Madison, we have Lacrosse, we have Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Green Bay, Green Bay. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll, the rest I'll, of us. I'll, I'll, I'll counter that with L.A., Sacramento. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing like that. Oakland. But, but no, like in comparison, though, other than those larger cities that we have, the rest of the state is really rural. Yeah, same here. It's, it's the the, yeah, the same, same in New York. Same as here. Same as in New York. Um, yep. It's the the 
urban populations that they, they have the population density and when they have the population density they they get the more the, the state senators and and the members of the state house based on that population yep. density and where are where do liberals you know really target the yeah. urban it's area ironic since the socialist ideology that they love to push is very pro agrarian but you know i mean to the point like Kimi root uh, just going to point that one out. um <laughs> They regulate cow farts in California. I know that they're there's a tax on cow farts. Wait, you're not kidding? No, that's true. No, dude, it's California we're talking about. There is CO2 (laughs) regulations on cow farms based on the number of cows that you have. You have to pay a tax or a fee. I was going to say, fine, essentially. Based on based on your cow's farting and releasing your cow your cow over there in the back forty what's his name farty uh he uh he's he's way over his allowed methane emissions this month we're gonna go ahead and cork that up to be fair to be fair California is also going after plastic straws and plastic bags rather yeah. than tackle I don't know the heroin epidemic. Yeah, like I, my my post about the so brave Californians with the uh, you know we have a there's, there's, there was an article there was an article the other day about a little girl <coughs> walking on the beach collecting shells with her mom. She stepped on a used hypodermic needle on the beach. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! But That's let's horrible. go after plastic bags and plastic straws. Yeah. Well, there's there's human excrement and spent needles everywhere. We really need to do something about this. I know exactly what you mean, and I'm definitely going to go ahead and deal with the, the real problem. Awesome. So, plastic straws. <laughs> what? what the hell are you talking about? It, that is like, no, no, like, I know. I know what, I know what you're saying. You know, we're, we're, we're definitely... You know what it's about, though. Plastic bags. And, like... <laughs> I just, there's, I there's, there, there's, there's a meme floating around. Uh, it's, it's from a, a Twitter comment, and, and, and the, the, the person says something like, uh, "You may like being choked, but turtles don't keep your plastic out of the ocean." And like the, the response is from yeah, Ryan, from Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Reynolds. And the, the response <laughs> is like, "How, how, how dare you? How bold of you to assume oh, yeah. any issue." <laughs> <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so that was actually Bill Nye, the science guy, that said that the original. Uh, has California placed taxes on the populace to pay for the carbon emissions from the Long Valley Caldera? Uh, not to my knowledge, uh, but I would assume uh, that LA area has the same sort of thing I have in the Bay Area. Uh, I have what they call the Bay Area Air Quality Management Board, uh, and they do tax and regulate the smog levels. Um, if there's if there's a high enough smog level in the Bay Area, then all public transportations are free. Um, and they also overtax companies based on the smog level. So I, I assume that, that that they have that in Southern California also. So so I know this is wow. TMI a little bit, but we're not ever allowed to move to California. I'm too gassy. <laughs> You're gonna wind up taxed. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You be, you be- You'd be, you'd be fine. There's a lot of Californians that spew shit. <laughs> there's, there's a yeah, lot right. of hot air. There's a lot of hot air here in California. Unfortunately, you lacked most of them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So wait. No, actually, it just occurred to me. So all of these people are like vegans and vegetarians. How are they like going to get shipped out of California? Because I mean, all of the food they eat really does make you gassier. 
Yeah, it's you know that's what do you think the cows eat that makes them all the methane? I mean, I'm just thinking maybe maybe that's the new way to approach this. Is well start like going after the vegans and vegetarians because clearly their gas emissions are causing problems. Yeah, we'll ship them to Wisconsin. No, (laughs) that's already happening on its own. Let's minimize that. That's already happening. There's there's actually uh there was a billboard in in Texas. I think I saw a picture of it, and it said uh uh don't don't California don't California my state or something like that. And it uh, (laughs) because Texas is attracting a lot of business from California because of because of their lower business taxes and and less regulations too. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and that's that's what you're seeing with lacrosse and, and Wisconsin right now. What we're actually getting is <coughs> California. We're getting stuff from the Twin Cities in Chicago because, like, lacrosse is exactly halfway between on the interstate corridor, exactly halfway between them. Ironically, which is why we have the drug Which is why we, yeah, why we also have as many gangs and drug trafficking <laughs> as we do. Um, Brett, Brett Goff says, put a wall around California and let them gas each other to death. Yes. <laughs> just build build the dome. Even build even dome. better, even better. We could just get a big drill and hit the San Andreas and then everything west of it will go into the ocean. We lose huh. we lose LA area, we lose San Francisco. Um and then we're good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really going to mourn any of that get slipping <laughs> yeah, in the no. I'm 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 far enough away from the San Andreas that I would fill it and might get a little damage, but uh, I'd be okay. Okay, then then yes, I'm all for it. That's the, well, we're gonna a book and a movie. Uh, Goodbye, California. Back in like the '70s or something, where a guy put put like a giant nuclear weapon in the San Andreas and was threatening to blow California off of the United States, and people had to stop it. And I, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, "But why wouldn't you just go? I don't believe you. Prove it." Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Please do us all a favor. Yeah, wasn't California? We just, just we need we need a collect we need a collective. You won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I double dog dare you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm calling your bluff, man. I don't think you're gonna. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, California wanted to secede anyway, right? So, I mean, we just tell them that the best way to do that is to blow that fault. Well, I love, I love when I hear about that, about California seceding from the United States and all these left-wing people saying that, well, California should just secede from the U.S. And, like, literally the entire rest of the United States goes, okay. Like, yeah, please, please. Uh, yeah, like, all right, let's uh, let's let's get wrapping up, guys. Goddamn communists! Yeah, like, <laughs> none of us care. Not not all of us are communists, asshole. <laughs> well, you do live in California, so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it, no, I it, know. It, California stand. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, we keep that one. Yeah. Oh. Or as as we like to call it, the true North Mexico. <laughs> You need to build a wall around that New Mexico, too. I don't want right. old Mexicans. I certainly don't need the new ones. Mm. La Raza, man. Yeah. I got, I got like seven Mexican places within a mile of me, but no good barbecue joints. Oh, oh that's really yeah, upsetting. That, that is sucks. upsetting. I mean, Mexican food's delicious, though. Mm. Thank God for Guadalajara. Yeah. Guadalajara. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like three of those Mexican places are Taco Bell. Oh, that's upsetting. I'm so sorry. Mexican. That's Tex-Mex. Yeah, equal It's like ground zero of the the great franchise wars. Yeah, dude, that shit. (laughs) Those fucking memes have me rolling, dude. At least least my my nearest Mexican place, they also do uh, uh, burgers and fries and and BLTs, so I'm I'm okay. Oh, yeah. That works. 
Well, yeah. That's the redeeming quality, I suppose. But yeah, it's a little. Oh, oh and, the, and the deliver because Grubhub. Thank you very much. Yeah. Actually, we use Eat Street. <sighs> yeah. So, on that note, I guess uh, we've talked ourselves to death. Yeah. Hide your guns. That's the moral of the story. And yeah, also, absolutely. watch for wall porn. Yeah, wall porn. Wall porn, yeah. Yeah, and you're weeding your guns and your silver. Hide all that shit. Yeah, yeah. hide it. Uh, and look, look it up. Uh, Christopher says 50 college students baked a baked a fucked and fed 15 Taco Bell tacos placed evenly along the San Andreas might do it. <laughs> <laughs> it could. <laughs> or, or it could just result in... Uh, just have a whole bunch of like fucking fat third wave feminists stand on the fault line and see if it fucking gives way. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we, can, we, can hold, we can hold a rally, jump up and down, jump up and down to protest Trump. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Cracks you. Oh, speaking of him, he fucking tweeted something the other day. I think it was like yesterday or the day before about something about San Francisco. So he told San Francisco to clean up their streets because they were disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's shit everywhere on the street in San Francisco. It's like, it's 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 so it's I so bad. Laughing, I was like, <laughs> it, it's it's so bad that the city actually employs. A team of people to go around and clean shit off the street. Like they have, yeah. they have, they have an app that you can download. I don't remember the name and, of it right now. To report needles. poop and, and to, to to report to report poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, by the way, so real quick, uh, that book that I was talking about, it's called Labor Camp Socialism: The Gulag and the Soviet Totalitarian System. It is by uh, Galina Mikhailovna Ivanova. Okay, so she's Russian. Or, yeah, it's on. Uh, yeah, e ebook on Google Play is only like fourteen dollars and change. So, okay. Um, all right. On that note, what's that? Like a su subscription? No, it's uh, you just you buy it, download it. Oh, okay, okay. And you can read it, but it's it's all about the the slave system, gulag system that needed to was needed to make socialism work. So kind of like the uh, U.S. prison system. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we don't call them gulags here though yeah you go to gulag so yeah um, on that note uh, since Derek is not here I'll, I'll throw it out there uh, go on Amazon and buy her book uh, think oh, for yourself oh, yeah, beginners. 10 bucks it's on prime uh, you guys have a physical copy Yep, we got an actual actual copy of it. There it is. I've gone through to page nine, and it ended up with a five and a half hour conversation between me and Andrew. So I haven't gotten past that yet. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it'll definitely you, spark conversation. The book, right? Like you said before, that you have never really studied critical thinking or, or never been shown how to do it. Mm -hmm. They never. They don't teach that kind of shit. To they people. don't. No, because it's, a, it's 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 pretty basic when you think about it, but it's like they don't teach that shit to people because they don't because, want people thinking critically. Because they want robots. Exactly. It's all a big con conspiracy. Uh, it's not a conspiracy unless you put on the tinfoil. <laughs> Until then, it is a conspiracy fact. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that Dan just has the tinfoil uh, like installed under his scalp. No, he's got the uh, tinfoil cabin. Remember. 
Yep. Tinfoil, Kevin. <laughs> My skull is actually Dan, made of hardened tinfoil. <laughs> Dan is Dan eats a pound of tinfoil every day with his super male vital pills from, yes. <laughs> from Alex yes. Jones. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. On that note, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.